This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Sorry, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? Thanks to your Okay, and because it's not a supercar. It is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk. It's me, Matty J, online with David Prince, Scotty Doe Johnson, Rizzy Ross Actor, and Mr. Adam Morris from Redriven. How are you guys? Great, mate. Wonderful. Very well, thank you. Doing well, thanks. Very, very good to hear. Good to see all your lovely faces. Sorry about my a bit of a nasally voice today to all my listeners. It'll be like, what is wrong with him? Uh, got a bit of a sinus infection, so bear that in mind. I'm trying my best to uh, to try and survive that. But nice let's get into some car updates. Adam, we'll start with you, man. Um, good to see you on again. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, you still got the stage here, or are you still planning on moving that on? Mate, yeah, thank you, mate. Thanks for ha- having me again. I very much appreciate it. Always honored to be on. Um, mate, Stagia still have the Stagia still hemorrhaging cash into fuel in it. The Celica is officially for sale. I've actually yeah. got to get around to promoting that this week at some point. So it's uh, it's on Marketplace and Gumtree at the moment. We'll get to car sales eventually. Uh, it's going to be sad to see that car go. It's um, I've just been fielding all the scam calls so far. So um, <laughs> hopefully get some legit ones through soon. And uh, I think I think I've made the decision on the WRX. I think that's going to go as well. I think I'm, I'm seriously considering moving the the three yeah three cars on and and replacing them. So yeah, Ooh, okay, mm, yeah, with one 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 one. No, my partner. So we've got a car for my partner and just something for around town. So Mazda Two is currently winning that uh, mm-hmm. the the Genki or Jinky or whatever the uh, with cruise control, but the first generation Mazda Two. Mm-hmm. And for my work slash gig car, I'm throwing around a Mark or a Generation Two Honda CRV. Um, but maybe with like a subtle lift kit and some all terrains or something just to add a bit of street cred and help me when I'm playing at weddings and events that are in the middle of a paddock somewhere. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. In, in, in an ideal world, I would love a, an i20N, but uh, redriven is costing me too much money to afford an i20N at the moment, so <laughs> so yeah. Uh, you'd also you'd also be waiting probably a good two years for one anyway at this point. It, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, all the, all the cars I love that are sort of new, they're just huge weights on them. Like I wish Suzuki would hurry up and announce a five door long wheelbase Jimny because that'll oh, that'll yeah. be ordered straight away. So yeah, my my dream garage honestly is a five door long wheelbase Jimny and an i20N, and I am I'm done. You're done. Yeah, very very, very suitable garage. If yeah. I were you, I, and I've thought of it myself, not that I've done it, but uh, I'd go and put some money down at a dealer now, just a little bit, just to it, it'll happen. It's going to happen. Yes. I've seen I've seen renders and stuff like that. Yeah, and, uh, I think that's going to be very hot property when it when it hits the market. I agree. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the way Redriven's tracking, I'm hoping both the the channel's popularity uh, and my financial state will both kind of rise at the same rate as the availability of those two cars yeah, yeah. well it, it's funny you, you say that because i was actually having that this conversation with my girlfriend um on the weekend because <clears throat> we're 
well, I'll get to my car update in a little bit about selling one of the cars, but she's, um, she's like, I'd love a Jimny, but she's like, they don't come as a five door. So she's like, mm. she's like, they're just not practical for, you know, for the dog and exactly. for this and for that. Yeah. And I'm like, hold that thought. There are some leaked photos of a five door Jimny in India currently, um, mm. you know, with uh, like, you know, the, the body, um, or what do they call the plastics on them? Yeah, so camouflage like, and camouflage. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, if that happens, she's like, I will personally go and buy one myself. I'm like, well, yeah. it's, um, it's, I think it's a car that a lot of people are after. And it's interesting that you've said that if they, if they do a five door do, I think they'll be inundated with. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it was the um, Aussie CEO came out saying that he has officially put his hand up for as many as they can possibly get. But the issue is going to be making enough of them for worldwide demand because also the rumor is that it's going to go to the hybrid power plant or maybe the power plant that's in the current Swift because in the UK and a lot of Europe at the moment, you can't sell a Jimny as a uh, consumer vehicle. It has to be a commercial vehicle because of the emissions. But if they go the hybrid or the Swift engine, then it becomes a consumer vehicle again, wow. yep. which means then we also have the UK and Europe to compete with as far as uh, demand and the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just, they're not going to be able to make enough of them. So, um, yeah. And, and, and it'll probably also allow them to charge 40 grand for it, which is a lot of money for a little little nugget of a car. And Adam, if we wait too long, they may not even be able to sell them in Australia. Exactly. In its standard format because the emission reduction rules are not too far. Exactly. Uh, just on a comment there, Maddie, uh, you mentioned that someone you know was uh, willing to purchase one or fly over to get it done. Yeah. It, that's not required. Because if they're an Optus customer, our friends in <laughs> India have already got the details so sorted. Well, apparently that's where they're going to get built in India because uh, they've got the big. Um, I think it's yeah. Maruti. Maruti. System. Maruti. Yeah. 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 Um, so that, that's where that's where it'll it'll be it'll be built. But um, like every time we see a Jimny on the road, we're like, damn, that's a cool looking car. In in that uh, like that in that all, all the colors that come in, it looks good. In like I haven't seen yeah. a bad a bad one in. And I've even seen, like, as we've talked about on the show many times, the a Mini G or a Mini, um, mm, yeah, yeah, or, 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 or a Mini. What's the other one? They Mini did? D. Mini D. That's right. The yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, they- I'll I'll argue that it is the coolest new car you can buy. I think it's cooler than any Lamborghini or Ferrari. I think it's just, it's just it is just because it's so simple and purpose built, and it's you are also sacrificing a lot of comfort and drivability, but that's what makes it so damn cool. Mm. it's universally badass like it's just it's one of yeah. those cars that like it, it, but it is though like everybody everybody was like oh jimmy's are cool like it's unanimously cool like I, yeah. i've 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 heard stories about jimmy's like a, a guy i was at my mechanic um jeez oh, probably like four or five years ago and and he was from sri lanka and, and they and he had it he had a jimmy and all his mates laughed at him because they all had defenders and land cruisers yeah. and patrols and stuff anyway there was this one little hill and, and no one could get up and um he's like i'll give it a, i'll give it an attempt in the jimmy they all laughed at him um, and he got up in the Jimny because the track was narrow and it didn't get caught yeah. in the ruts and it went straight up and he's like, come at me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So he's like, I've got mad respect for a Jimny. I'm like, I'm like, they are seriously super cool. Um, yeah. I was talking to a, a customer of mine the other day who's got a serious disposable income, we'll say, uh, and he has an AMG, uh, the G-Wagon, the AMG G-Wagon. I keep forgetting what they... G63. 63, 63, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in a in a sort of um, um, non-metallic grey, dark grey, mm. and he bought his partner a Jimny because um, that's what she wanted. So he's just colour coded the wheel arch flares, the grill, and the bumper bars to the same colour as the car, which is a similar grade 
G-Wagon, but the, even the kick up in the roof moulding at the back is the same as a G-Wagon, mm. you know, and the, it looks so tough just with the colour coding. It just takes it to a whole other level. So 100%. Um, very customisable and, um, yeah, very cool. Yeah. I find that it's oh. funny when guys that have big, tough four-wheel drives or big cars at all generally are weirdly intimidated by really small cars and men that are totally comfortable <laughs> driving really small cars. And there's something to be said about a man that can drive a mini or a mirror or some tiny little car and be completely confident in it because there's a certain uh, lack of compensation going on when you're driving a really small car. <laughs> well, as, as Scotty would know, uh, last year, Classic Not Japan, I took him basically on a toge race. Exactly. <laughs> in, a, in a vehicle that was, uh, let's just say, also uh, <clears throat> Suzuki, uh, purpose-built uh, for the mountain. And let's just say someone finished up at the very top um, <laughs> with the Suzuki right in front of it. I couldn't right. keep up. Man, I, I don't, I don't know how, how your Liberty B4 couldn't keep up with the, the beast that is the Solerio. Uh, it, it just, Impossible. Uh, <laughs> but it, but it, it's interesting you, you say that, um, Adam, about about the, the, the Jimny as well, because like, you know, I've seen lots of people with, with, with Jimny's, but they actually use them for their purpose. Oh yeah, it's it's one of those cars where it's not like a poser car, like a Ranger or something. When when everybody's got one and it, it never sees a dirt road, like people with mm. Jimny's actually they yeah. take them off road. Like there's this one uh, near, near my work and it's blue and it's lifted and it's got a snorkel and stuff. And every time I see it, it's got more um, it's got more bush stripes on it. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? Respect. Hundred percent. Totally, man. We've got one coming up on the channel, and um and the guy he's like, hey, listen, you know, I you're more than welcome to borrow it, but uh, you know, it is. I guess thrashed every weekend. It's got a lift kit. It's got this. It's got that. I'm like, no, no, no. That's perfect. Like, the, the more scratched up, the more used, the better. We we don't want some, you know, cafe queen car. We want something that actually, it, yeah, gets properly beaten around just to see how it lasts. Absolutely, and I think they're, you know, they're a tough little thing. Like they mm. they've still they've still the test of time. Jimny's especially like the previous one. They were around mm. for like twenty years. That previous model, almost, oh, like. easy, yeah, yeah. Um, easily. So it's they're pretty tried and true, you know what I mean? Like, and, and they, they've got the respect now, but like, obviously your big uh, $250,000 Land Cruiser drivers would be like, what is this? But it's funny. Yeah. It's um, it's a car that, I, you know, I'd rather, I'd be more happy driving around in a Jimny than a, than a Land Cruiser purely for the fact that one, it's not the size of a tank and two, I could park it anywhere. And it's, you know, it's not going to cost me an arm and a leg to run. It's just going to be, exactly. it's gonna, and it's just going to work. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But um, another thing you were saying earlier about CRVs, Mr. David Prince. I don't know if, if you if you know too much about it. He is uh, the Honda extraordinaire. So if you've got any Honda questions, he is your man. I'm going to be reaching out. Yeah, I um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that's like yeah. I, it's been too long since I haven't had a Honda. I've had a bunch of different Hondas, and and I, I need them back in my life again. <laughs> You're only human. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No second gen CRV. Solid choice. Solid choice. Thank you. Thank Did you, you ever own one of those, David? Uh, no, no, I had I haven't had a second gen. Um, we had a first gen in the family for quite a while, um, a couple of those actually, um, and then I've was up to I think I think the first one I bought was about a fourth. I think what are we up to now? Fifth, sixth. Mm. Um, yeah, so no, I haven't, but I know the number of people in the club had them. They were, they were great. They were the first of the two point four yep. engine. Um, yep, and um, no, brilliant car. Excellent. Picnic, even a picnic table on the back, still, you know. 
Yeah. What other car comes with a picnic table? Come on. <laughs> Should be far more more common. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's interesting because like you still see a lot of those on the road too. And 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 that mm. and that 2.4 is a very, very, very renowned engine to be quite mm. reliable. So I think you'd have happy motoring in one of those. And they're, they're quite big inside too. So yeah. Well that's that's the yeah. next test. I've I've handwritten there's one in my building and I've handwritten a note that I need to put on it because I just need to make sure. That my drums and my PA system can actually fit in the back, because the plan is just to leave it all in the back and just be the work car. Um, so I just need to convince my neighbour, whoever they are, that you know, can I can I just use the back of your car to see if all my equipment fits in the back? <laughs> yeah. Then if that works, I'm getting one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, sounds like it's a uh, the, the smart way going going about it. It's, it's better. It's trying before you buy. Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Rizzy Ross, updates with you, my friend, in the uh, in the car world. What's happening? Uh, look, my man, uh, last time I spoke about my tire search, that's still going on uh, because, you know, brown man always needs a good deal. And when my car says they're giving you a good deal, they're basically ripping you off. Daytime <laughs> robbery, that's what that is. So they can keep their mic and shove it up their clacker. Um, so uh, what's car update-wise? Uh not much. There's a car I have on order that um, there may be some updates on, uh, not confirmed yet when, but um, yeah, so the first shipments are heading to Europe. So uh, hopefully in the next 12 months or so, that might happen. I did see my very first Proto Z today at the Nissan head office around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably it's one of the handful that they've got just to showcase. Um, so, uh, as I drove past, I gave it the bird, uh, because, you know, it said there's people, legitimate people I know that have canceled orders on the 400 Z or Z because they just, Nissan hasn't been able to deliver and they can't tell them when they'll get the car. Yeah. So, so is that the car you're saying could still be 12 months away or is it? No, that's a, that's a different car. um, That's a different car. that will be um, be more more specific you know assort the cars you actually have on order alphabetically for for easy reference (laughs) car talk business please well this one is inspired by night rider so right right so the so but there was a very significant event that took place um on friday australian time uh and um it basically says f you scomo because the biggest thing that's going more left for car car people or non-car people, depending on how you look at it, EVs can't tow. Mm-hmm. And that was myth busted to the max by the release and delivery of the Tesla Semi. Mm-hmm. Single charge, 800 plus kilometers, fully loaded. That's actually not bad. Fully loaded. Mm-hmm. And there's a video, there's a video of that, and they've gone to put all eight hours of that fully loaded journey on. There's a video of this truck going up a hill and you have this other semi, like one of the older freight liners or whatever going up. And this thing is accelerating as it's going up the hill, fully loaded. Yeah. It's amazing. And it has the plaid powertrain on it as the fundamentals of the motors and stuff. Um, 1000, well, thousand kilowatt charging. Um, faster than anything else that is out there. And that same charging will be coming to the Cybertruck as well, which is going into production um, midway through 2023. 
They're actually um, making it. Like I, I thought it yeah, was. Yeah. Like, I thought it was like a troll. No, fu- fully happy. It's happening, and I'm waiting for the orders to open here so I can order one too. <laughs> um, so all all that aside, it's um that's what's happening in that world. And next next week, I get to Sorry, drive Chris. the new Cupra Born. Oh, okay. Yes. One thing, sorry about that, the Tesla, the semi-truck. Is it true that it's not going to be in Australia because it's too wide? Um, well, you solve one problem, which is you don't need to worry about whether it's left-hand drive or right-hand drive because it's center-hand drive, whatever that is. <laughs> um, but but um, I think ADRs will change. They generally have made changes for... Like in the US, they give them another 2,000 pounds of carrying capacity because it's an electric truck. Okay. Um, and in Europe as well, there's some, uh, uh, yeah, there's some changes that they've made to allow for increased weightage. So I'm assuming on the, you know, on the width front, possibly, but even like, like with the Cybertruck, they will be reducing the size of what they originally showed for certain yeah. markets to make okay. it. Yeah. Yeah, that but they'll have to do that if they want to sell it. So, the thing with how I think with how hell bent like all governments around the world are to to cross over to full EVs as quickly as possible, with no one else really developing a, a truck or a semi-trailer option that's currently viable, it's better to you know adjust some legislation a little bit to allow the size of the truck in and mm-hmm. then then yeah, halt it for another five or ten years of development while Kenworth or Peterbilt build something similar. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, that space. So it was pretty significant to see, and I guess Pepsi took deliveries of it. So they had the stage set up, which was the basically a trailer of one of the semis. Mm. And they had the Pepsi people come and um, take the deliveries of that, uh, the first couple. Uh, they'll be making a whole lot of them, um, I think, for around, around three to 500 uh, mm. next year, if not more. Just to put it into perspective, the speculated battery pack is 900 kilowatt hours. My Model 3 performance has 82 kilowatt hours of battery. Mm. So it's, it's nuts. It obviously needed, but um, yeah, should, should be interesting to see. I think they'll have to have a plant in other parts of the world to make it for our market as well, which might be a bit smaller. So maybe Thailand's turning into that big hub. Mm. That's space? all the updates from me. Scotty, mm. updates with you, my friend. Yeah, nothing overly exciting on my end. I um, as I was saying last week, how badly I need a new tires on the Liberty. That is now done. Got the new tires on there. Got the Goodyear um, Goodyear Eagle F1 Sports. They're a good tire. They're actually not bad. <clears throat> yeah, they were um pretty good. That's okay. I didn't go with them, Riz. Let's <laughs> 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 read that there now. Nah. Um, yeah, they had. You know, buy three tires, get one for free. So awesome. And because it's the Liberty, it's not big fat rubber. I think it was only two two one fives, I think. Yeah. All around. So two one five seventeens. So easy and nice and cheap for once on some good quality tires. So I got those on there. Massive change. Massive change. I mean, it, I was talking to um, I think it was yeah, Maddie on Sunday about it, just how you get used to it. Absolutely. Because it's such Mm. a slow change and you just get used to it. Yep. And, you know, and then when you do get those new tyres, all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know, that's right. This is how it's meant to feel. Mm. Less vibration, less noise, all that kind of stuff that you you just forget about. And 
we're just thinking about that with suspension bushes as well. People often yeah. forget that like the best mod for a car is tires. You know, just oh, like, yeah. it, it is the be- it is hands down the best thing you can do to a car. Like it's yeah, you know, it's, oh, I want to put coilovers, this, that, and the other, but guaranteed if you do that on a stock car, your lap time is still going to be worse than a person that's got a good set of tires on their car because it's just it's just they're not gonna have the you know the grip. Um so- well, yeah, we we get asked all the time, like, hey man, I'm looking at this car, what's the first modification I should make? And I always say you. Like, get the driver sorted out. Like, get the guy behind the wheel sorted out. You can go and buy all of the Gordon Ramsay cooking gear and the cooking book and the same ingredients, but I guarantee he'll still beat you to death in a kitchen. Yeah. It's the same with the car. You can have all the gear, all the toys, everything, but if the guy behind the wheel isn't sorted, yeah, you've, you've got no hope. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to tell everyone to just get a popping exhaust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it's it's good that you got new tires on the car, Scotty. And the thirty-one is not far away. Well, I'm assuming you've got a few weeks. Off yeah, <clears throat> I've got the bolts and that, so I can assemble the the rim again properly. Got so I'll be able to torque it down properly as well. I finally got myself a torque wrench. This whole time I've been doing everything just by freehand and going, mm, yeah, it's about Ooh. time. <laughs> <laughs> How many Agadugas? Three, three, yeah. four? I've uh, just been doing it by hand. Just, I go, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, about, that's pretty tight. That should be right. <laughs> uh, tight enough. Um, yeah, so hopefully I'll, I'll have that done and then I can take it for a bit of a drive around the block, see how it goes. It shouldn't rub anymore because I don't have spaces on it now, so they're gone. Cool. So no more rubbing when I hit bumps because it was starting to cut into the tire. Mm. Not ideal. On the edge, so but it was, wasn't very good. And I don't want to have to roll guards or anything like that. So I'll finish doing the bushes on the other side too. I've just got to fit the sway bar link bushes and the sway bar mount bush too on the other side, on the passenger side um yeah uh just a couple little electrical things i guess yeah cool headlights got to fix that for some reason driver's side headlight doesn't want to work might need that one yeah probably <laughs> i mean if you switch to high beam it's all good <laughs> both work just blind everybody <laughs> yeah so i just drive around high beams um that's pretty much about it it's got to be close i mean yeah. i've done so much to it surely someone will go yep that's roadworthy and give me a tick finally. Gosh. Yeah. It's almost there, Scotty, I think. I've done everything to the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> and the time to do it is imminent. Holiday's coming out pretty soon. Yeah. I've just got to find out when everyone goes back to work. Yeah. Because I'll have time off over the holidays for a bit, but they don't get as long as I do. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Prince. Car updates with me. Uh, well, it's been had been a busy week getting cars ready for Classic Japan and, and things like that. So we, uh, I made the decision. There were a few variables in place, and it was looking like I was going to be getting two or three cars there. And then as the week rolled on, and and people dropped out, and cars sort of really needed more than I had time to do. It, I just thought, uh, no, we'll just apply the Kiss principle, keep it simple, stupid. And uh, I took one car and had a great day. So. Um, the club had about, I think we had about 15 cars on display altogether, which was uh, brilliant. You know, a nice array of um, everything from, uh, we had a great, uh, 
oh, actually, we'll probably get to that in person in Japan anyway. But but seeing the S600 next to a supercharged NSX was a pretty pretty nice juxtaposition. Mm. When you think it's like 30, That's awesome. 35 years development sort of between mm. those two cars. Mm. Big, big difference. But knowing, um, so I took the city to classic Japan. That was really good. People just were, um, couldn't have believed how original it was, which which I thought. So I was nice to have that confirmed by a variety of people. <laughs> um, picked the Civic Wagon up last week again, managed to shoehorn that into the garage. One of them's sitting out, taking turns sitting outside at the moment. Done a couple of bits and pieces to that this uh, the last few days. Picked up uh, an exhaust system from someone in the club who had a Civic Wagon a while ago. We got rid of it probably four or five years ago now, and uh, but kept all the um, sort of things that could bolt off it. So uh, I've got an exhaust system to go on, some wheel bearings to go in it, um, new manifold gasket. So that's booked in for next Tuesday, the 12th, I think. 12th, yep. Mm-hmm. So that'll be going off for a little bit of work. Um, oh, car talk top tip. Um, I've taken the bumper off because I did a bit of paintwork just on the little infill panel between the bumper and the body. Um, and they're so hard to get off. And because the the, the head of the bolt has got a really quite a long, probably six-inch long chrome bolt that drops through the top of the bumper bar and bolts up underneath. So over the 50 years on, they're really hard to get off. Lots of WD-40 and and swearing and all that sort of thing. Finally got them off. They're all really manky. And I thought, I don't want to put them back on like that. There's got to be something. So I just Googled uh, getting rust off bolts. (laughs) White vinegar. I left them soaking in white vinegar overnight. Ooh. I was today years old when I learned that white vinegar can get it. And today it just wiped off. It just wiped off. They're like brand new. The threads are beautiful. Everything. It was, couldn't believe it. Oh, wow. White, white vinegar is incredible. I use white vinegar for like a bunch of different cleaning stuff at home, like mirrors, windows. We've got tiles that is really close to the water. Yep. It gets like salt all over them. Yeah, yeah. White vinegar, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't believe it. We'll be buying yep. it in bulk from now on because it's cheap as <laughs> chips. When you think of all those, I was thinking, oh, I'll have to go and get some of that CLR or whatever it is, that rust yeah. business. And because I wanted to get in all the threads, obviously, so that the they bolted up nicely again. But yeah, they just they've just come up like new. And it, I put them in literally an inch of, of white vinegar and yeah. overnight. Prince, you can borrow my Costco uh, uh, card and you can go buy and Brilliant. <laughs> mm, that's it. <laughs> Great. Excellent. Oh. Yeah. So no, that's good. So uh, a couple of little bits and pieces. There's, I was talking to Maddie over the weekend. It's got to have some sort of... Uh, oh, the, the, this, the paintwork's not brilliant on the side, so... Um, rather than paint it, what do you do? You wrap it. So we're going to do some sort of graphic down the side. Watch this space. So I've uh, I found a couple of pictures of, of cars with um, everything from wood kits to, um, uh, you know, 80. There's a, a company in Melbourne actually that reproducing a whole lot of graphics from the 80s, 70s and 80s and 90s, all the, um, all the Land Cruiser stripes. and the. I love that. Yeah, I love that. yeah. So, so yeah. um, I was flicking through there and there's a couple of options that I'll be showing Mr. Matty J and seeing what he thinks is uh, going to work best for that car. So, um, yeah, but it's coming together, coming together. I'll do a bit so of my 
graphic design magic for you and uh, see how they would look on the car and we can do like some photoshopping and things so nice nice we can can definitely make that happen love your work i love that i love those old stickers yeah yeah yeah. those those in the um like when it's got you know double overhead camshaft yeah yeah, twin yeah twin cam or four-wheel steering down the side kind of Mm -hmm. in front of the rear wheel the prelude used to have it i just love that i love that stuff so much my Integra's got uh, DOHC programmed fuel injection. Yeah, yeah, I love those tickets. It's, it's like the Japanese just wanted to know, wanted people to know what you had. And yeah, exactly. Like, from, exactly. from that whole era, it was just like you could just on the side of a car and have everything. And it, it, was, yep. it, was, it was amazing. <laughs> uh, I, I, I remember when the RX Liberties came out, they actually had along the, the just under the body mold on the rear door, it said constant four wheel drive intercooled turbo. Uh, but a little, uh, there's another couple of words, but the sticker was literally as long as the door. Yeah, <laughs> the rear door. That's great. And I actually, I bought a couple when they uh, from the dealership as a spare part, and it actually fitted it completely right across the back window with a scamp. So <laughs> across the back window, the scamp, constant full drive in the cool. T- made some people look. I don't think they believed it, but it made them. Look. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Generally love that. I think that. I think that they need to bring stickers back. I think we need to see. I agree. Well, especially if you're going EV route, uh, Riz, speak to your mate Elon. Get him to put like yeah. uh, nine million amp hours, um, dual motor, oh, uh, you know, all, all this stuff on the, on the on the side of the car. Just just give Elon a buzz. Just say, hey, I've got some green. Come over and discuss, and then he'll be he'll be right over. I, I know. I think he definitely would be, and um, I, I don't know how he would go with stickers and badges. Because um, even on, as you know, on the dual motor performance, it's just dual motor with an underline. Yeah. And then on the plaids, they had, um, they used to have a plaid badge on them, but they've gone, mm. then they removed it altogether and just wrote plaid. And then they removed the plaid altogether. And now they've got the badge back. So, I mean, he doesn't know he's smoking on something. But <laughs> having said that, uh, that's a really cool idea. Those retro things, we've got to hit up some records and um, try and find some of those ones. Absolutely. I, I love that. I, I generally love that stuff. That stuff's so good. Well, that's Owned all. The, 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 the um, Hyundai Ionic 5, because it looks so 80s and retro, that would so suit oh, some retro absolutely. Oh, I um. Yeah. I want to I want to Photoshop one with uh, the Lancia Delta Integrale HF wheels on it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So I think it would would work perfectly. But yeah, some some <laughs> some retro stickers down the side of an Ionic Five that would be very cool. I think that the HF little um little uh, what, what's that what they got? Is it an elephant that on the on yeah the, yeah yeah on the on the grill would be like <laughs> yeah very cool. I tell you who does do retro stickers on new cars well is Porsche. Yes. Along the bottom of the doors, the the, the silhouette yep. and the, the stripes yeah. and, and things like that on the new models, it really, really finishes mm. nicely. But yeah, they, they need to come back. Well, we need to make a petition for that and yeah. just, just 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 have that have that happen. Yeah. Car companies, are you listening? Um have our, our, our national sponsor? No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> uh, car update with me. Uh so took the MR2 to the Motocana on Saturday. Got it very, very sideways, which was a lot of fun. Managed to to find its limits. Took a while to get there because I'd never done a motocana before. I said to the guy as soon as I pulled up on on, on uh, for my first go, I'm like, I'm gonna mess this up. I just laughed, and he's like, like, no, you'll be right. And I came back. He's like, yeah, you messed it up. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Um, but there's some there's some really cool cars there. Lots of people from Sydney and ACT came down, um, and they, they had they had some really cool cars there. But uh, and they all they all went down to um, Classic Japan the next day. But the MR2 is going in tomorrow to get the aircon fixed up again because it's under warranty because I had it fixed and then all of a sudden it stopped working. So that should uh, so I will have cooling back in it and be able to survive uh, days like uh, Sunday. Okay. But that's happening with that. I've officially sold this Holden Cruise, which has taken six months to sell. Um, it's officially gone. It's just the roadworthy is finishing up tomorrow, and they got, the guy's going to come pick it up at the end of the week. So Brilliant. I can officially say bye to that godforsaken object. And the last thing I got was I, I got a box in the mail, and I'll show you guys where it is. Oh, it's a uh, it's a box. Oh, big box. Um, I know I don't really do show and tell on the show, but I thought this was pretty worthy of it. Okay. I got a Ford performance pack for, oh, wow. uh, for the uh, the Fiesta that I purchased. Now, apparently I was meant to get this months ago um, and I kind of almost forgot about it. I was, I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's never going to come. So um, <laughs> it just rocks up and does like, you, you got, you got, you got a, you got a box. He's like, you're just buying more car parts. I'm like, yeah, probably, I, I've, probably. I've lost track. Of, I've lost track of, of what I bought. <laughs> um, and I open it up and, and it's here. So it comes with a, uh, a build certificate, a model car and a jacket and, and a you know, membership to, to their, to their Ford performance club, which really is not much. <laughs> <laughs> so and that was a st- that came with the car, did it? That was correct, the, yeah. Yep. Oh, brilliant. Okay. So it, it comes with the certificate for like the VIN number for the car tells what it t- tells all the stuff that it came with and, and the color and the options and, and, and X, Y, and Z. Brilliant. So I thought it was a pretty nice little thing to have uh, um, uh, alongside of the, alongside the uh, the car. So I thought that was a nice little addition, which is uh, yeah, cool, kind of cool. Um, Most importantly, that, is the model mean green? It's unfortunately not even a Fiesta, um, which, which oh. I was, I, I was like sh- shock and horror. I know it's a it's the Ford GT supercar. It's in performance blue. I'll show mm-hmm. you guys. I'll, I'll open it up. I was like, I was hoping for like a Ford Fiesta model in the same color. That would have been absolutely. Been cool. <laughs> Uh, but kind of, I'll show. I'll try to bring the camera down. So there's like your Ford performance jacket. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, cool. You know, um, you get your little model car there. Um, build certificate at the bottom, and a, and a notice from uh, the big Burke, the head of us Ford Australia. So, um, so yeah, that was a kind of a nice little, uh, nice little surprise because I, I had honestly forgotten that that was even that was even going to come. So, um, so that was. A nice little, a nice little gift to, to open when I when I got home. But um, that is pretty much it on my end. Selling Ooh. cruises, potentially breaking the MR two, and getting <laughs> gifts. That's um. Well, that's um, a full week, Maddie. That's a full week. That is a full week. <laughs> See, I, anyway. I forgot that Jake when we ordered the car. Mm. That's nearly twelve months ago now. It was summer. It was over. It's over twelve months ago. I ordered it. Uh, wow. In November last year. Yeah, because I was just wow. going to say it was summer that time. And yeah, he was like telling us all about how that was going to happen. And here we are. But um, <laughs> still good. Better late good than something's never. arrived. Yeah. It's, it's, as I said, it, it, it got it got to the point because like I spoke to a few people. Like I, I met with some Fiestas. Oh, geez. This would be going back three or four months now. And, and they said, oh, we, they got theirs within like a month or two. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Only took almost six months to receive it. But sure. Better late than never. But anyway, that's uh, that's forward. But anyway, moving on to to one of tonight's topics. The first one is discussing classic Japan, which which we went to. Uh, well, David and Scotty and I went to uh, went to 
on Sunday, um, which is uh, the the premier classic Japan show, I think, in in Victoria. I, I don't think they, they do any bigger ones than that. They say um, it's the biggest in the Southern Hemisphere, actually. Oh, oh wow. Mm. Mind you, there are probably not a lot of other ones in the Southern Hemisphere when you think <laughs> that most of them would be in the Northern Hemisphere. But do they do, they do a classic of a Japanese event in New South Wales? Adam? Yeah, there's there's one in Newcastle that every I think it's September they run it, and um, it's huge. So it's at the stadium uh, where the the football team here plays, and it pretty much fills the entire car park. That's good. Um, I don't know how many cars, but yeah, and cars do come from all over the place. Um, but it's an excellent, yeah, an excellent display. But I, I'm, yeah, I'm. I, I would assume there'd be one in Sydney. I'd say it'd have to be one in Sydney, but um, the one in Melbourne I've I've heard of a few times. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah, that's that is the one to go to. Yeah, well, I mean that, that's probably why there were so many people from from Sydney. Dro- they drove down like they, mm-hmm. there was, a, there was like a big convoy of them. Um, there was some eighty sixes and and there was another MR two like mine and Supras and and a ho- whole bunch of things that 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 rocked up all with Sydney yeah, plates. Yeah. And, and there was a guy in a van in a in a. Um, <laughs> Well, what are they called light ace, light ace yeah. oh yeah light, yeah light ace van and he had, yep. he had it so low and modified that it was able to do the it was able to do the motor car so he was like going he was going <laughs> oh, on the motor. right i, I was that's like awesome well, well done like i i, I, I give him a standing ovation i'm, I'm like Dude, it, 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 ta- it takes kahanis to do that because like it looked like it was going to tip a, a, a few other points but i'm like this guy and he just he just full delivered it he did not care he just was going here and i'm like so great Love that. that. It's so it's so good. Um, I, but I think first up, full uh, full credit we've got to give to Toyota Owners Car Club of Victoria because they ran an incredible event. Mm-hmm. Even with the, um, I mean, doing the motor car the day before. I mean, it's enough to try and organise the Sunday, but then to organise another event on the Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. on the Saturday, the motor car. Yeah. Um, but they also actually did a um, a drive down from Sydney. They they all a lot of them came down together on a drive. Um, through um, Omeo and all through sort of eastern, some of the brilliant driving roads through eastern Victoria and stuff, um, mm. and took sort of three or four days drive, driving, um, uh, you know, picking people up on the way sort of thing. But, yeah, so it turned it into basically a week event and they did, did a brilliant job. That's so good. Yeah, I, I've got a lot of respect for the for that club because they um, like they put in a few great events a year. They put in uh, Sakura Picnic, yep, and um, and and this and and they're all and they're always got different events on. Um, they do a lot of work with the uh, uh, the Ford Four Club, like the like the, the small the small little Ford, you know, like the Force on the Ford Club. They do a lot of work with them, and and they do like lots of motorcana battles and things and and stuff, which 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 seems like a lot of fun. Um, but they're they're always doing something, and it's and and the fact that they they they've they've run these events consistently and very well i think they're very well run events um you know they're yeah really really um i'm happy to go in there and support something like that because i think mm. it's pretty cool well they've standardized it now a bit too in that the sakura picnic is the first sunday in may moving forward and the classic japan is the first sunday in december so that really helps i think getting interstate people especially you know in that they can yeah. organize to be there so just for people who, who don't aren't aware the sakura picnic is Basically the same event, but there's no 25 year or year age restriction to the the cars participating. So you get a lot of the newer Japanese stuff as well. Um, uh, so that's probably was probably bigger. I think that was about 700 cars in um, back in May when that was on. Yeah. So and they'll be going for, going for more next year, I think. But yeah, classic Japan, the cars have to be 25 years or older. So that's sure. the main difference between the two events. 
No, I was saying the Scotty as, as as I got as I got there. Uh, I'm like, it's like I don't think of a lot of these cars as 25 years old. Like I was standing in front of a 33 GTR, and I'm like, this how is this car over 25 years <laughs> yeah. old? Like, it's, and, and it's 100%. it's hard it's hard to believe that cars that kind of like I grew up with and and you know, lusted over are now like really old. <laughs> it's 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 immensely depressing. It's it really is. depressing. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I did exactly that last week. I was just you know trawling through car sales and just went, hey, wait, wait, that's can't that can't be 25 years old. That is no, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Welcome yep. to my world, boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so a few standards that I saw personally when I when I got there. The, the one for me, I think one one me car one me car of the day. And <laughs> you guys are gonna be like, is this guy's insane? But there was a Suzuki Swift GTI with 13,000 kilometers on it. It looked no way. It looked yep. incredible. Here it is. Uh, oh, I need to it. see this. Oh, look at that. <clears throat> the original hubcaps, it was unbelievable. Like unbelievable. Mate, can- can you please send me that photo? My my best mate has had two Swift GDIs, and um and the second one was like a Bathurst edition, um mm. and yeah and like both fantastic cars. But yeah, there's a there's a oh, I have so many Swift GTI stories <laughs> back in the day. But yeah, that's yeah. Please send me that. I'll show Absolutely. him. He'll be blown away. I was blown away, like um because there's some you know heavy hitters there, some big money cars, GDIs mm. and and etc. But um, when, when I when I saw this, I'm like, God, that's a clean, that's a clean GTI because you, you don't really see GTIs anymore. Like they're no. they're, all, they're all gone. Um, no. And then I saw on the window, it's, oh, sorry, on the dashboard, I had like a little sticker or a little piece of paper saying only thirteen thousand Ks. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. I get yeah. up, look, look, look at it, and it is legit thirteen thousand Ks old. Like the the car is, I've never seen one this good. Like I, it's it's incredible. That's amazing. Um, that 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 must surely be the epitome of that hot fours fast fours and rotaries era it was always a swift gdi 15 inch oz car shadow spokes um <laughs> tin cannon exhaust yeah. single jbl sub in the back yep. uh, or J- a jl audio sub in the back that was always like the go-to fast fours and rotaries car i mean it, it but you know what they they were so much fun to drive and they were uh, so- yeah and they and they revved to like a million RPM, and they just and they, you know, the, the little thirteen hundred twin cam. It was the little it was the little engine that could. It was in such <laughs> so a, good, in, so in, great in such a light car. It was um, yeah, it was yeah, brilliant. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, that car. I reckon they could ask probably thirty grand for something like that because it's so easy. It's so, it's so easy. I, I saw it driving out, and I was like, geez, that's a nice little car. You know, yeah. like, it's just so it's it's. I've never I've never seen one that good. Um, that's incredible. Ever. ever. Um, so I know like people, people are going to be like, there's like, you know, uh, GTRs and stuff there. And he's, he's picked, he's picked a, he's picked a Suzuki Swift, but you don't understand if this thing was yeah. incredible. It was fantastic. Um, there was also for me, one that's close to my heart, uh, AW11 MR2, like, like my one, but yeah. this one, here's a bit for Riz, was converted to electric. Wow. So, Anything's possible now. <laughs> MR2s, that's where it's at. Um, I was like, wow, like I didn't expect that because it, it had a modified plate on it. I was, I was like, oh, oh I, yeah. wonder, I wonder what's done to it. And I look on the side, I'm like, that's weird. There's like a cable going into the, into the fuel, into, into where the, the, the fuel, you know, the fuel filler would be. And I'm like, you can't like, get this more is modified than that actually probably. <laughs> no. um, so that was kind of like, poor. I mean, I was parked next to it to an old, old Celica as well. I had the same thing happen, happen to that. So I guess it's a, it's a way of, of keeping these, keeping these cars alive. Um mm. 
Uh, I was, I'll quickly run through, through my favorites of the day. There was an LS400 with a supercharger. I thought that was pretty sick. There was a old Stanza Triple S. I don't know if you guys know what Stanza Triple oh, Yeah, wow. Um, <laughs> this thing was like done nicely. It was it was pretty original in mechanic, like mechanical wise. It wasn't really modified or anything, but interior was done by like a, it, it was done how, you're right, fast fours would have done it back in, in, the, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the late 90s. So they, they actually matched the interior to, to the body, like even where the even where the the body mold is from. That's so good. And they they did the um the whole sub and amps install yeah. even, even in even in the boot the the fit like the color theme. The yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, you know what? It's it's very cool, very very cool. Uh, there was still so there was a really cool Gemini. I haven't seen the ZZZ. ZZZ. Yeah, correct. The sleepy Gemini. Yeah, with it with a big snail on the side of it. That was that was cool. Uh, there was a, a, a Galant VR4, which I hadn't seen in a very, very long time because a lot of them are all gone these yeah. days. Yeah. Um, some some really nice you know, Mark III and and like, you know, sorry, I should say uh, JZ70 and sorry, A70 and A60 uh, Supras, which which, are, which I'm a bit of a fan of. And then there was like one of the last cars I saw was a, was a Z30, um, Z31 um, 300ZX Turbo. Um, and mm. it was just, I mean, Scotty saw this one as well. It was super nice. Like it was super original. Um, even the wheels were like, yeah, wow. And I was Lovely. like, well, that kind of blew me away. Um, so really all in all good day, tons of cars. I could, I could reel them off all day, but they were the real kind of standouts for me. Um, and th- there was also a, a two, 260Z there. We didn't have any like big flares on or any, but just had the right set of wheels nice height and it was just a nice car um beautiful. I think I got a photo of that one yeah it was, a, it was a beautiful car um but there was a there was a fair few other ones like like that 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 um uh that, that's it yeah it was it was just yeah look at that beautiful um so go- great gorgeous car gorgeous car um did you so- see the orange 240z yes was original yep. down to the down to the hubcaps <laughs> that was just sweet sweet thing it's amazing, like you don't realize how like where these cars come from. Sometimes they just come out of the woodwork. Like you, you're like, well, I haven't seen this car before, and it's just been, it just blows you away. And we, we are, uh, we filmed uh, as a spoiler alert, our our New Year's Eve special video was a Toyota Century. Yeah, um, oh, brilliant. And we filmed it, filmed it last week. And the guy that owns it is just the nicest guy in the world. Uh, but yeah, had it had it for a little while, and that car is unbelievable, like absolutely incredible. I um I've been I've been lucky enough to play around with some Rolls Royces over the years, and I'd be buying a Century before I bought a Rolls Royce. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It, it honestly, it felt electric. Like that yeah. engine is so smooth and so quiet. Um, one of the most special things I've ever had the honor of driving. It was just incredible. Those V12, I'm presuming. V12, yeah, yeah. five liter yeah. V12. Um, in great condition. And he paid sixteen grand for it, and I'm like, Jeez. this is like, it is just exceptionally good. I mean, it's probably the cheapest way to get into a V12, other than an XJS. But you'd want, yeah, yeah. I'd take the Century every because yeah. at least it will start. <laughs> yeah, the paint, the, like the, even the paint quality, because it's all painted by hand and it's mm. you know wet sanded for multiple coats and all that sort of stuff is just it, like it, you can't fathom the quality. I hope we capture it in the video, but. It's uh that was a very very special car. It's mm. incredible. Were there any centuries at that at the show? I didn't see one century this time. No. Yeah. Uh, there, there was there was one just parked over, um, just parked on the outside. You, you couldn't come oh, to the whole show, and it just okay. just parked. And that was a okay. that's a lovely car. That's a um 
Uh, it's a sort of really steely blue gray. I haven't seen another one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, with the with velour interior and lots yep. of velours died for that interior. I've got to say. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. Did it have the the traditional doilies in the seats as well? It is. Yes. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yes. Is it? Is it? Is a is a fun fact for you? The reason that they've got the velour or the the woolen interior is because it, it's quieter than leather. Mm. So apparently leather reflects too much sound and is too noisy when you get in and out. So you could option leather for free, but uh, yeah, the good ones will have the, the woolen interior, which is <laughs> incredible. Uh, I've heard the comparison for that engine is to a sewing machine, how smooth it is. It's just it's yeah, I, unreal. I, I, we, I, I rang, so we finished the, the shoot and I was going to take the car back and I rang Brent, the guy that owns it, and I said, listen, do you mind if I just race into town and show Jim, our mechanic, and the guys at the workshop, and um this this car he's like oh yeah yeah take it for as long as you want and took it in and the guys just couldn't believe it and we just sat in it with it running and you're like it you, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's idling it, yeah. it, it yeah, feels yeah. like the car's off and then <sighs> it's pulling away like it's not fast it doesn't need to be but it's just it's weirdly smooth very yeah. very strange yeah it's, it's beautiful beautiful car it's otherworldly though uh from what i've heard and 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 also the uh, the one cool feature i like is is I think it's the driver's seat. The uh, the, the flat flaps down or something. So you can... oh, the passenger seat. Yeah, passenger yeah. Seat. Put yeah. put your feet through. Yeah. Honestly, oh. it's it's like I you know, Rolls Royce is a fantastic and you know I just I the, the one I drove I think it was like one point two million dollars or something and and this was sixteen grand and I know which I'd be buying and it's not the million dollar one. It's it honestly was as mm. good as any Rolls Royce in its own unique way. Yeah just such a such a special car mm-hmm. and i like how yeah. understated they are as well like they're not they're not as flashy as a rolls no. um and it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like you've got rolls um you've got maybach and then you've got toyota century yeah I, mean, I, I would i would have the century oh yeah it, it just drip, it drenched in cool like if it's cool oh. enough for yakuza bosses surely it's good enough for us <laughs> uh, adam i thought that was the reason why they had you know why they didn't have leather in it because you know the kind of things the yakuza bosses need to do while they're in the car you know, well, people don't need to know, you know what I'm saying? True. But you think leather would wipe more easily? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but true. wool absorbs. Yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah, good and call. It's, good it's, not the, it's not the red liquid I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying? No, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I was surprised that there was a certain, there was certainly a lack of, um, how do I put this, flat horizontal surfaces in the back. I thought there'd be some more copiously or more obvious I don't know mirrored or glass surfaces horizontally in the back, but they weren't. <laughs> have you have, the, have any of you seen the? I'm sure you have the uh, the new version of it, the new model in Japan. Yeah. Oh, oh are they also available, David, in the US? I don't think so. Oh, I'm not sure. That's about, well, oh maybe I it's a crown. It. I have seen no, the it. crown. Is no, the crown yeah, the is crown, the century. The, yeah, yeah, the centuries. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I think, exclusively Japanese. There would be some in Japan, uh, in America, because oh, yeah. like us, they can bring them in now, a 25-year-old. Mm. But, um, but the new one is sort of squared off a bit. It's mm. almost got a bit of a, a ghost look about it, a bit mm. more of a Rolls-Royce sort of shape to it, which is, you know, not necessarily a great thing, but but it certainly modernises it and makes it look even more substantial on the road. I think it, the, the update's really yeah. nice. There's even a GR yeah. racing version. I think the head of Toyota has a GR racing version. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. 
It's incredible. Yeah, I've seen pictures of that. Like they're, so cool. They're just they're just super duper cool. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's like a Jimmy just oozes cool, but oh yeah. But if it's like it's it's a car if you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like, and not as easy to park. No. No. That was a challenge. <laughs> that was a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. It, one of the main pushes for the Classic Japan this year was celebrating 50 years of the Toyota Celica. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there were a myriad of Celicas there from every possible generation. Um, right from the um, the car that won uh, Motor Classica in 2019, I think it was, um, which was the original car bought out for evaluation. Um, wow. So it's a G, it was a GT with the twin cam um, that yeah. ended up not being sold here. They decided, yes, we'll take the, the Celica, but we're not going to take the, the good one. We'll take the, you know, the one with the 1600cc single overhead cam engine, uh, which was the LT. That's the car. Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, that is stunning. Yeah, it's an incredible, uh, incredible example. And But the um, subject of a very, very expensive restoration, Mm. Um, uh, but a very good restoration. The thing was absolutely immaculate. But all the way, but my favourite one there probably, and I'm a bit of a sucker for these, I'm sure I've said it before on the podcast, there was a lovely 86 SX Celica. So that was the... um, that must be about the one, two, third, fourth gen yeah. um, with the twin cam. And Scotty, um, Matty, he tells me again, was it the three FSE engine? No, three SGE was, three the, uh, was, the, was the top spec. And then you could get it with a three SFE uh, was like yeah. your, your base. Yeah. Now, well, the SX is the one to get with the, the lovely um, spoked alloys. Um, mm. Burgundy car there with the, the brown interior, five-speed manual with the factory roof um, and a very, very friendly lady sitting in behind it who bought it new and it's covered 150,000 Ks from new. Oh, that's he incredible. It. it was immaculate, immaculate. Oh, I love him. I mean, that was the first of the – that's when they – that's when they split the Supra and the and the Celica. The Celica went front wheel drive, and that's right. Supra went its own its own way. But um, I really liked those because a mate of mine had had a white lightning one. I don't know if you remember those. That yeah, day. yeah. Uh, um, and it hammered. It went so hard. I remember. I was like, this thing's. This, I thought this one was the coolest thing in the world. Um, and then it got t-boned and written off. But no, he he he's like he, he he's never been ups, more upset about it losing a car than that one. He's like, it was just such a good car. Mm, yeah. But yeah, no, I did. I did, I did see that. That's like, but you know, next to next to the red Celica was the was a green GT one, like like a tealy a tealy one, and that, and that was doing the motor kind of the day before. Oh wow, was it? That so, was another yeah, GT. Yeah. Another G, so so mm. that guy wasn't afraid to 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 get it get it a bit sideways and, and have a bit of fun with it. But um, well, that's pretty impressive because they would be 1971, both of those, uh, 70s or 72 in Australia, obviously, but I think they were 71 models because, as I said, the GT wasn't sold here originally. Um, the 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 Burgundy SX16 was parked next to a red um, uh, SX Seeker too, which was also yeah, wow, similar uh, condition. Um, but yeah, obviously knew each other, but the the that was you could have eaten your dinner off that and about three or four cars up from that was a pulsar q i haven't seen a pulsar oh, wow. q on the road for a while wow so, only only beaten by a pulsar reebok, reebok yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> my sister-in-law bought one brand new i remember and remember the 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 uh the checked interior in them and stuff very cool amazing 
One single solitary Isuzu 117 coupe. Beautiful car. Beautiful. Beautiful. Stunning. Stunning car. I think, oh, I should have checked this before I came on the podcast. I've got a feeling it was Micheletti designed, an Italian design. And without the badges, you just, you, it would be an Italian car. Very Fiat Dino looking. Mm. No, look at that. Oh, so great. <laughs> I love those. So that was an update that had the rectangular headlights and, um, um, and a very, um, very Holden Gemini esque T bar selector. Uh, it was absolutely exactly the same one as we got in the Gemini's. Um, but uh, the, the the earlier model, the pre-update, had the had four round headlights, and I think it suited the shape better than, rather than the rectangular lights. But still, beautiful car, beautiful design, right. and and um, really classic looking car. Riz, I know you got to go, man. We'll talk to you soon. No um, worries. See you, mate. Thanks for on. See you guys next is. time. Drive, drive safe. Here is. See you, mate. We've been we've been we've been offered a uh, a fair lady Z or a, a fair lady two thousand I think it is the original convertible, convertible. Yeah. fabulous yeah. yeah so there's one up here two really quick stories number one I nearly bought one in boxes for five thousand dollars years ago it was my best mate's uncle who built Model T Fords as a oh. job right oh. and they sent them all around the world he was like probably the world's leading Model T Ford. Uh, I suppose recreators and then one day I was visiting his little workshop in the corner there's all these wooden boxes of Japanese writing on them and a, a tarp over some car and sort of what's that and he goes oh it's the, the little Datsun sports car I've got to rebuild one day he bought the shell and then bought all of the components from Datsun wow. back wow. in like the early 80s and they all landed in in wooden boxes <laughs> so none of it had ever actually been in a car it was like a crate engine <laughs> crate gearbox and he's like, oh, you can have it. Like, you know, give us some cash and you can take it. And I just have never had the time or the space to do it. So I think it's still sitting out there. But then oh. I was um, dropping, we've got a Ram 1500 video coming up soon and dropping that back to the owner, who's a mechanic and is a rally car driver. And I just saw this like championship white like panel. I'm like, oh, what's that? And he goes, oh, it's the, it's the Datsun, one of my mates Datsuns went around the corner and they've kind of modified it almost not rat rod style, but almost sort of hot rod. So it's this championship white, um, lowered but really chunky, like black painted steelies, like huge amounts of dish on the wheels. Um, and it just looks perfect. It's this ba beautiful balance between almost 1950s, 60s Americana style hot rod, but mixed with a Japanese Influence. tiny little convertible. So yes. we're going to be doing something. It's not, we're not going to do like a, a full review of it, but we do, yeah, we've got some new formats coming up and we're going to do a feature on it because it is a really special thing. And it's, um yeah, kind of a retro sort of kind of, but not, it's just amazing. Did you see the one Jay, Le Jay Leno drove on Jay Leno's garage? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that had an SR in it and with like a yeah. turbocharged and, and I think it was a rocket chair. It looked good, right wheels. Yeah. It in, yeah, it was a nice color. I, I'm I'm a big fan of those. I think they're I think they're a gorgeous little thing. They're they're such a nice little car. So cool. Just very petite, very it's just the right size. You know, it's it's just yeah, a, yeah it's just a cool little car. Yeah. How about you, Scotty? What was on? What, what were the your favorites of the show before we move on to the next? All right, some of mine. Uh, so you mentioned quite a few of mine already, but I got a few others. There's this one here, a crown. Yeah, crown. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, it just reminded me of American Muscle Car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so big it's an early seventies. That'd be about a seventy-two, three, something like that. Then I've got a Datsun, sixteen hundred. Awesome. That awesome. was very nice. Was the very well done. Was all tucked. You couldn't see nothing. Had individual <clears throat> throttle bodies. I was like, oh, that would be just, you know, beautiful to drive. Looks amazing. SVX. Oh, wow. SVX, yeah. 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 SVX rocked up. I had one of those. They always look... Uh, they just always stand out, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the wheels did match. It's from a newer, like, STI, the wheels yeah, that they had on there. But it matched really, really well. It looked really good. Um, there was three of these in a row, GTOs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one was probably one of my favourites that David picked up was the Datsun 240K. Oh, yes. Yep. That one looked really nice in that blue colour, stood out. Um, then we got my favourite. Oh, yeah. Oh, my there. God. I would, do, was, I would oh. do very, very bad things to have one of those. <laughs> likewise, likewise. It looked oh. so nice. And it was oh, right. look at oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. I'd have that, like, I, as, as, as much of a Porsche fan as I am, I think I'd have one of those over an old school 911. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's something about that that's just really rad and, and yeah. really cool. Like, it reminded me of, of another car that was there, um, Scotty, that, that's that really ratty bodied Celica, but that had a had a uh, naturally aspirated 1J in it. Uh, with, I'm about uh, to show that picture now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look at the other <laughs> Wow. The detail ITB's, in that ITBs like measured length. Um, you know, wow, oh, it's like you you wouldn't pick it, it looked stock, you know, as the famous uh video on YouTube is a stock is a rock. Um, but stock it, it was rock. stock is a rock, also, also far. Um, <laughs> but it was the it was just sick. Like, I was like, poor that it that is like perfection. Like, I would totally do something like that. If yeah, I, I wish I stuck around and got to hear it, but he was still like when we left. He was still sitting there and didn't look like he was going to go anytime soon still. So I think that thing would have sounded absolutely fantastic. Imagine that at like seven and a half grand. Just <laughs> yeah. Oh. ITB's pr- proper induction. Just oh it's it's stuff like that that make that makes you go, this is this is why we love cars, you know. It, it's seeing stuff like that. I, I got a question for you. Were there any of these there? I've always this is a, another Celica. And I've always had a soft spot for these because I, again, I feel like it's Almost American muscle style is one of these. Yes. Oh, yes. Yep. Yes, there was. There was a few of those there. I love those. Mm. Um, So cool. They they were so unloved for so long. Yeah. And I I don't know why. I think they are under Like they came with factory flares. Like Mm. factory flares. Anything with a factory flare looks sick. Um, (laughs) And. Oh, so cool. I, I, yeah. I, 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 so do you prefer the notch or the hatch? I like the, I put, I like the notch. I, the I, notch yeah, I had, I had the Supra in the hatch of that, which had, that's a whole other story. I should never have sold that car. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was another one had like, I think it had 30,000 Ks on it when I got it. Oh. Um, yeah, and, and, Let's not talk about it. Um, but, but yeah, the not, there's something. I think the notch. It reminds me of almost the Fox Body Mustangs or that mm-hmm. that kind of yeah. There's something very cool about it. Yeah, and um, it's like that whole '80s resurgence is like is that for me is like like a poster child of that era. Like yeah, I, I remember 
I'll send this to Scotty as well. Um, when I was a kid, uh, we used to live in a flat and then a couple of flats behind us, there was a, like a couple year old one. Um, I, it would have been more than a couple years old, but it was mint. It was super mm. nice. And I always liked him from there. And I was like, yeah. I'd love to get one one day. Um, but yeah, yeah. There, there was a few of those. There. I was, I was going to say, I'm all surprised you weren't there for, for 50 years of the Salika, brought the Salika down. And- <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah. She would, she would have made it perfectly. It's, um, I still it can't get over how, how well that car runs. And he's four, yeah, 400 and 467,000 Ks or something like that. And it's just great. We don't want to sell it, but we just have to. That's got the 5S, yeah? 5S engine. I think so. They're 2.2 2. from the Camry. Camry yeah. Engine, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, yeah. it's a cockroach. You're never going to kill it. Like, it's, it's one of <laughs> no. it's one, just, it's one no, of those. There are no oil leaks. Like, you get underneath, it is spotless. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Isn't that Scotty Kilmer's like favorite car? Like, that? Like, yep. Yeah. yeah. When, we, yeah when, we, when we had it on the channel, the amount of Scotty Kilmer comments were immense. It's <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I was, uh, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit of a solid, solid tra- tragic in, in, in that instance. I know I always had a soft spot for one. One of my um, one of my students uh, in year twelve this year bought one, a white one, um, yeah. manual, um, and he's like, "Yes, I know it's the Camry engine." I'm like, "No, it doesn't matter. Like, they're they're a great car, and and he, mm. he's, he's putting exhaust on. He's doing people of things. He's just turned eighteen, so you'd expect." Him yeah. To, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's because um, the territory. But um, like, but it was I was really amazed because like it needed a fair bit to get roadworthy because the suspension and everything, the bushes were all shot. But him and his old man, they um, they just they did all the work at home and got a road early and he was so proud of himself. Like he had the, he's got the oldest car in the car park, but cause all the new kids have got like SV sixes and things, but, but he was the most proudest. I'm like, I'm like, you know, you've got the coolest car in the car park. I said, oh yeah. Oh, by far. <laughs> I, I, I said, I said straight out, his name's Danuja and um, he's a really, really nice kid. I'm like, Danuja, you've got, um, you've got seriously the coolest car in the car park. And he's mm. like, oh, but there's a kid with, there's a kid with a WRX. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You've got the coolest car in the car park in my eye. Yeah. And coming 100%. from you, Matty, that's a that's a huge compliment to pay him. Like, oh, absolutely, he would have been stoked to hear. Absolutely stoked. I mean, I know what it's like because, like, when I when I had my, <laughs> yes, I, got, laser. <laughs> I got my piece, I had a five hundred dollar Ford Laser, and everyone everyone laughed at me. They're like, like, yeah, you're supposed to be the car guy, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, but you know, but I, I learned to appreciate it because I did all the working on myself. I, I, I yeah, picked it up, and, and you know, I, I I wasn't I wasn't afraid to to say you know what yes I've got the slowest car yes I've got the crappiest car but it, to me it's it's transport and I, I mean I, I don't come from money where I, your dad buys your brand new car I've come mm. from you know yeah. I've I saved up at Red Rooster for geez months and then paid paid for this car so um so it made, for me that made that made it all worthwhile especially especially for Danuja as well like he's he's um really as i said a genuinely nice kid and and, and i was i was happy that that he uh because he was always showing me different cars He's like what do you think this one sir i'm like i'm like this one and he, then he showed me this illegal it was on i think it was on facebook marketplace i'm, I'm like dude that looks all right it looked really straight and he's like oh yeah. like, me and my dad are gonna go look at it tomorrow and they bought it and i'm like yeah good on you man that's great excellent so good i think um a special mention should go to uh our mate i think you've met him um andrew with the magna wagon yeah Persuaded his lovely wife Laura to bring both Magna wagons that he has, so the uh, the TNGLX manual and the TP Elite automatic. Got that right. Oh wow! Both wagons, both both wagons, both clean as and both amazing. Bunch. Fantastic to see them together. Yeah, I actually I, I I get more joy seeing like cars like that I grew up with like that. Yeah, that, that, that are still around, you know, because like you don't see them anymore, and and um, you know, like you could park it next to a, a modern day Ferrari and it'd be like, oh yeah, cool Ferrari, but they'd be like, oh Magna, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. 
He's, he's an absolutely lovely bloke, and uh, <clears throat> he placed it very well at Highball, which is a big car show in it that's uh, held a few times a year in Melbourne, um, which is just the most, I think we've talked about it before on the podcast, just the most um, eclectic collection of exotica. Uh, and he turned up in this um, in, in the beige one, the, the GLX beige manual wagon with the brown trim, uh, and just stole the show. So um, he's pretty That's well known so now in, in uh, classic car circle. There was a big write up in Unique Cars magazine a few months ago um, with him and, he, and both of the cars. And uh, Dave Morley, the um, journalist who I met, met talking to him on uh, on Sunday, just said it was one of the coolest t- reports he's done in a long time. You know, <laughs> like as far as so relatable cars. Um, but overall, I, I, I tell you the most exciting thing I find about Classic Japan is that, I mean, I've been involved in car clubs for many, many years, uh, and the Japanese car culture, I've said it before, I'll say it again, is the one that's moving forward. I mean, there are so many that um, so many car clubs that, that don't have young people involved, that everybody, every, you know, from every P plate you know that, that was there on the weekend right through to gosh people approaching middle age we'll say shall we <laughs> uh but just in everybody in between and and that's the thing everybody is respectful of each other's car and mm. uh, mightn't be their cup of tea that you know with the modifications i like my cars as they came out of the showroom and i love the originality aspect of it but you know i appreciate that some people like to modify them and, and some of the modifications and and seeing it walking around with um, Scotty and Maddie too was brilliant because they saw different things to what I saw, you know, and pointed them out and and, and the like. And you appreciate the work and the the passion that's gone into them. The passion takes different forms, but it's a similar passion, and uh, it's it's a it's a really great community to be involved in. I think. I agree. That's great. I um I've got a friend who's very very successful in a in a career path that uh, is filled with quite pretentious people and they all have gone and bought, you know, the latest AMGs and RS Audis and whatnot. So, and he's hilarious. So instead he bought his childhood dream car, which was a Mitsubishi Sigma wagon and, and spent, spent an Audi RS4 equivalent amount of money restoring it. And it, it is better than factory. And it's, uh, he 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 t- tells me these great stories about so they'll have you know catch ups with all their work colleagues and whatnot and they all turn up to a you know a park with their kids and whatnot and their brand new Audis and Mercedes and whatever and he turns up in the Stigma which is worth <laughs> the same amount of money now um, and it's I'm, I'm, I'm like you're so cool mate you're so yeah. cool it's this brown Sigma it's got the optional uh, Mitsubishi wheels on it the alloys that you can get at the time and oh, it's just nice. it's fantastic so great. Yeah. I love stuff like that. Like it, it, it makes you a, it makes you a proper car guy to appreciate all sorts of things. I think, and yeah, and like I, I, you know, I drive a lot of my old cars to to work, and um, I took the I took the old LTD. I got this old Land Barge from the eighties uh, that I that I've, I, I've <laughs> it's for sale at the moment. Still, anyway. still for sale. Still for sale. <laughs> um, but every time I go there, it's people people give me, like yeah, give you a thumbs up because it's, it's just, you don't see it. Like it's just, it's like, yeah. like it's there's this teacher you know with his statue getting out of a bloody old land barge in there. Great. So great. In amongst the sea of SUVs, you know, it, it's, a, it's a real nice, it's a real nice change. So cool. Before we get on to the next, next thing, I wanted to show, uh, I, I don't want to break your heart out of but this was there as well. Um, uh, yeah, that's, okay, mine was the blue of that, the metallic white blue. 
And uh, oh God, that brings back memories. Really quick, I bought it for, I think I bought it for like $1,100 off a mate who just needed the cash. And it was mint. Like when I say mint condition, yeah. basically it still smelt like a new car. <laughs> and then um, I had it for a very short period of time and, and didn't have anywhere really to park it. And I think I sold it. I think I sold it for like seven or eight thousand dollars, and I thought, okay, I've done really well out of this. Yeah, Made like yeah. a solid six grand, but I sold it to a guy that was at the time the president of the New South Wales Super Club, mm-hmm. um, and I think I I've heard on the grapevine that he's now shifted it to north of fifty grand. Wow. Um, like, and that was a little while ago as well. But it was it was a a new car. Yeah, factory stereo, and it had the optional factory stereo where they had the graphic equalizer. Yeah, it was like a stainless yeah, yeah. steel brush. Yeah, yeah. The thing was just. No. Nice. I am an idiot for selling it. Anyway, <laughs> um, that white Supra. I, I was thinking, sitting here, I should have taken a photo of that white Supra because it belongs to a customer of mine, okay. uh, wow. who has a. I've done a couple of jobs on that car, and um, the uh, his um, passion is BMW. So he has. Um, M5, he's got a E9, he's got all sorts of BMWs wow. and a little factory to get store them in. Lovely guy. Uh, but yeah. he also has this this Supra because he loves them. And oh, so great. And a lot of money on that car to get it mm. absolutely spot on. And it's a lovely example. They are just so a cool looking car though. Like they they just I think they kind of define that period. There's there's the yep. there's there's um Cars that define an era, and for me, that's that's one of those cars. Like, 100%. It's, it's kind of like my MR2. Like, it defines the '80s for me. It's just a chunk mm. of wedge, chunk yep. of '80s, and and and, and, yeah. and that's why that's why I love it. Like, you know, and and like the '90s and or late '90s for me, kind of always was FDRX7 was just like that. That's round, yeah. around a shape, but still defines that era. Um, yeah, it's like it's there's not many cars that do it, and 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 I think that's definitely one of them. Totally. Um, before we move on, your favorite car of the event, David. Oh gosh. If you had to pick um, one to, to have in your driveway, what would you what would you take? Oh, can I say that I've already got it? No, that's a bit harsh. You can, you can. <laughs> um, I, I think if I, if if non Honda, I would probably say that eighty six SX Celica. Yeah, it was nice, Mister Scott. Hakasuka, I have to. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's that too. <laughs> uh, it's hard to really pick one, but I've always loved those cars, so I have to go with that. Oh, also, special mention to the. Honda City Turbo. Mm. Oh yeah, that was out there, um, wasn't it? Yeah. Spoke to that gentleman there for a bit. Yep. Pretty cool. Michael's real character. How cool yeah. was that? He has. He's, this guy's got over forty everything. cars. He's got everything. Yeah. He, he's, he's, wow. Like, he's like, I've got you know uh, SIR um, CRXs. I've got this. I've got that. I'm, I'm, I'm just standing there. Like, Scotty and I are just with our mouths open, just like, like you know, like GT Force Lakers, couple of GT Force Lakers. Couple of GT Force Lakers. He's got like. Four um, uh, series one, two, and three RX sevens. He's got, and, wow. and and he was telling me he just bought them when they were worth nothing, and he's like, just yeah. hold on to them. And then yeah. he's like, now they're he's sitting on a gold one. I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. I'd love to see that CRX. Oh, oh my god! I sent yes. you some photos. Oh have, yes. Have you, have you seen it, David? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it nice? It's very nice. Ooh. Send send <laughs> throw throw my way as well. Okay. I need to see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For me, my car of the event. Uh, I mean. I've said it before. I'm, I'm a hot hatch guy. That Suzuki Swift GTI was just epic. Uh, I, I could not believe I was seeing something that nice. So if I had to pick one to, to enjoy, it'd probably be that one. Awesome. Mm. Anyway, guys, it's time for what would you rather before we get to the car quiz. <laughs> sure. So basically, it's where I give you guys a series of cars and you need to 
to discuss which one you think would be the best one of the era, which one you would have bought then and which one you'd buy now. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, you, you get given a few cars, and, and you've got to explain why you can't just say, "Oh, I'll just, I'll just take the GTR because hashtag GTR life." No, you, you want you want to you want to have to <laughs> have it, give give us a, a fair enough reason for it. Now, I love what what would you rather because because you get you thinking you're like, "Geez, what would I have bought back then with my own cash, and what would I buy now? What do I think is cool enough to to be in my in my kind of driveway?" So the first one for you is is I was um, going through some of my old magazines, and, and I saw and I saw this exact comparison. It's an old motor magazine which I've got. It's the late 80s, and you're after a fun car that's not going to hurt your wallet coming home to fuel it. Uh, your options are as follows. Now, this was the cover car, the cover cars for this comparison. Uh, Nissan Exa, Ford Capri, Honda CRX, Mazda MX-5, and Toyota's MR2, all in the 1.6 liter variant, because they because you could get the Exa in a 1.8. Um, Ford Capri is 1.6 non-turbo um, one, and MX-5 is 1.6 Toyota. Uh, so this is eight, 89 or 90? Uh, yeah, 89. Yeah. I, I'd say 89. Okay. It was, it's an actual 89 magazine. So mm-hmm. um, Okay. So all very cool cars, all 1.6 litres, all now kind of sought after because you don't really see them quite often. I, I was a big fan of the Nissan XR as a kid. I thought that was such a cool looking car, but I saw, I saw this review. I'm like, oh, I've got, I've got to, got to read that. But um, what would you take now? And what? So what would you take? What would you have taken then? Or what would you, what would you take now? Who wants to go first? <laughs> Who wants to be judged? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go first. All right, Scotty. Um, hmm. so I'm tossing up between two. It would be the CRX uh, or the MR2, and okay. that makes it tough. Back then, or or would you? Uh, I'm just thinking back then. At the moment, <clears throat> haven't gone any further yet. <laughs> what I have now. Um. Oh gosh. I think back then I would probably go with the MR2. Um. I think because it was so so unique to get a mid-engine car for that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still still same back then. Um, now, I mean, you know, compared to most mid-engine cars, but I think just back then, something about it, I would probably lean towards that one. Um, now, I'd probably go the CRX. Mm. Uh, the looks that it has now for something that was in the '80s still like it still looks good mm. for for a little hot hatch. I think that. CRX, I mean, I'm, that's why they've gone up so much in value, really, mm. because, you know, people are realising how good they are, the CRX. And it just rem- it reminds me of the um, the old DVDs of High Octane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Wow. laughs> when they got that the gold, they painted it the gold yep. CRX and yep. nothing was mental. <laughs> now, I like the CRX in the era because it was, they, were, they were very light and they were fun to drive. And, and they've got, I mean, still today, they've got like a massive following, but um, I think I like them more now because of uh, Grand Theft Auto, the uh, Blister Compact. When they, when they were, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, oh, yeah, I, I genuinely, I always loved the CRX, and um, after driving one, I fell in love with it. I thought this was like yeah. a really cool car. Um, yeah. Adam, what would you have taken back then and taken now? Back then, I'd go the MX-5. Um, I think it was a revelation at the time. I, 
own an 89 MX-5, but it's got the 1.8 out of the NB rather than the NA 1.6. Yeah, it is a, it's a truly special little car. They're so, so great. So yeah, back then I'd go the MX-5, um, but now CRX, I would have a CRX as a daily in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um I think there's just there's, there's such a I had yeah I had the EF9 Civic for a little while which is the Civic version of that with 1.6 yep. um and they end up becoming a hill climb car god they were great and and the CRX even lighter even smaller yeah CRX um, you didn't you're now making me think oh, that's what I want as the daily I want maybe I should get no forget the i20n I'll get a CRX yeah well, I mean, fit all your stuff in the back of one of those yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you fit if you fit four 15-inch subs in the back, you can definitely fit a drum kit. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, I I think the CRX has got a unanimous like love, especially in the, especially in the states because in the states I believe when it came out it was the most fuel efficient car um, that you could that money could buy because one it was so light and two it came with yeah. really you could get it with a range of engines but but the most mm. unique one was like it 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 it's it like sipped fuel it didn't it didn't use any of yeah it. yeah the hf they called it yeah that's the one um, yeah. there's there's almost there's all, there's also like this goldilocks zone of modifications with them it's like you see them obviously remember the the cyber crx and yeah. um mr crx and all those guys that ruin yeah. them but then there's this point where it's like just the right amount of mods like maybe some spoon wheels lowered mm. a little bit and it's just it just enhances it, or the, the official Mugen wheels, maybe. Yeah, what a what a great car! You know why? Because it's got graphics down the side of it. That's there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've actually in the garage. I've got in a in a um, uh, cardboard t- container uh, still the original spare part DOHC sticker to go across uh, the window oh. section of the tailgate on one of those. So great, <laughs> so great. Uh, love those. It's it's interesting because. <laughs> We never got the we never got the really hot one. We kind of got like the, the mid spec one because mm. like because overseas like in Japan they got a VTEC version and, yep. and the, yep. the SIR and stuff. Yep. Um, but I always liked them because they had kind of like a like a bit of a bonnet bulge on the one side. Yeah, and, yes, and, and, and they kind of looked so tough. I was, I was like, purposeful, cool purposeful. It's called. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and a great little cockpit compared to the Civics, which of course which they're yes. based on. So more ang- the console was more angled towards the driver right. and. Um, mm. Spare parts nightmare now, of course, because you can't interchange any Civic bits with yeah. But, but um, yeah, no, cool. Look, I at that at that stage for that road test, I had a I had a small child at the time, so I would surprisingly probably have looked at the Capri because that's probably the only wow. one that had a rear seat. It is okay, yeah. Oh, the was the extra two seat or a four seat? Exa had I'm pretty sure Exa had a had a rear seat. Yeah, little little well, mm. pre one was pretty occasional as well. But, see, but, but see, you only had little legs at the time, so <laughs> it would have been fine. That would have been uh, that would have been my yeah thing. But today, there's no disputing what I'd have. So, but see, but see, Adam, I think the answer for you is is Nissan Exa because that car was five cars in one. No, that's right. My, my 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 issue with the XR is that I just could never get past the rear, the taillight design, the weird little yeah, angle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just, I just, yeah, I, I would find that a polishing nightmare. I'd be sitting there with like <laughs> with the old brushes, to, yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, I, yeah, it's something about the XR that just never. All those early instances, even like the Pulsar triple S's and stuff, I get it. Like I totally understand, but for some reason, I, I just. The Nissan's just never really resonated with me for some reason. I'm not sure why. I was always a Honda guy. Mm. 
it's funny though, but those those early X's because like you could have it as a convertible, as a T bar. You could have it yep. as a you could have it with the the wagon bit wagon the thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's perfect for your gear, Adam. Mate, I'm, I'm telling you, you're choosing the wrong car here. Uh, mate, I, I, when, when I had when I had the Civic, the EF9, I had a mate who was a DJ who had the wagon version of the XR, and he used to say to me all the time, "Mate, mate you got the wrong car. Should you get one of these?" <laughs> so, yeah. so what? See, even even your mates tell, I'm telling you, mate, XR all the way. Um, the, what you really need is a RTX Civic wagon and put the CRX engine in it. Yes, yeah, so that's smart. Very smart. Yeah. All wheel drive. Yep. Yes. Yep. yep. Fantastic. Yeah. So, Mr. Prince, back then you would have went Capri? Uh, tragically, I think I'd probably say the Capri because foremost in my mind was how I could actually get away out on the weekends was take the family, basically. So it would that would have uh, required a rear seat. But today, no, not don't have to take the family. I can take the CRX. Thanks very much. Yeah. But um, I'd, I'd be I'd definitely be going in 80, late 89 when this when they brought in the sunroof. So mm. I like the sunroof, thanks. Yes. I was just going to say, I'm glad Ed's not here because he'd say, oh, that'd be right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what colour would you would you go? Oh, that's a really good question. I do like a Vogue silver, um, but the very last of the that shape, they actually did bring them out in a fabulous colour called Tahitian green. That's the colour I would go for. Which is a real tealy, mm-hmm. tealy green colour, fabulous metallic colour, available also on... Um, very last of the uh, EG Civic hatches, but yeah, only a, very few came out in that colour. But yeah, if you mm. find that one colour, that'd be brilliant. But probably silver or white. There's a white one gets around Mount Waverley that hasn't yet had a card of mine stuck under the windscreen wiper, but <laughs> and it's running a set of white Simmons at 15 inch alloys, still on the original plates, everything, and and that looks tough. Mm. I would, uh, I would have, I would have one of those. I- they also came with like a like a metallic purple, right? Or was that was that like an import one only? I'm sure they came like like a dark metallic purple or like a dark. No, I think I think yeah, might that might be import. Yeah, that'd be yeah. An import. Yeah, yeah. Red, silver, white, black, uh, and then this Tahitian green was the yeah. final color. Um, what would I have went for? I probably would have went for the CRX then because the. <laughs> Uh, I probably would have went for it back then because I like I'm a hot hatch, you know, fanboy. But now I well I made my choice. I bought I bought a new one too because I think I think it's just eighties eighties uh eighties uh, enjoyment. All right, well it's interesting to see what you guys went for. It's pretty much unanimous Honda, really, isn't it? So everyone's yeah. just like, yep, yeah. Honda, 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 Honda. <laughs> Next one, current Z4 or Boxster? What would you What would you go? Current Z4 mm. or Boxster. Now we're just talking. We're not talking like any of the high performance ones. We're just talking getting yourself into into them. They both offered as a manual. They are both offered with relatively good power. What would you take and why? Now I know Adam, you did a you did a review recently on a on a, on a Boxster, and, and you said yes. it's the car you'd buy if you can't afford a nine eleven. But apparently they do drive incredibly well. Like I've never driven one. So, um, mate, that okay the um. It's funny so that that is we're still one of the you know Boxster was incredible. I'd, I'd buy firstly I'd buy the Boxster over the Z4. Wow. Um, could not get over how brilliant that car was. Like I've driven Caymans heaps, but I hadn't really driven a lot of Boxsters. Um, and God, it was so so good. And it was manual. 
but it was funny because I remember saying to a, a few mates the weeks before, like, oh, I would, you know, get all my mates go, oh, what are you shooting soon? I'm like, oh, I'm doing a Porsche soon. They're like, oh, which one? I'm like, oh, Boxster. And every single mate went, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and and it's such a maybe I don't know if it's a Newcastle thing, but like the the Boxster here has always been the Porsche you buy when you can't afford a real Porsche, and it's completely incorrect because it is such a special car. Absolutely, and it, yeah, it's not it was a it was Boxster S had the optional performance suspension manual, super super red leather interior, and just brilliant, brilliant at any speed. It was just incredible. Such a great car. A mate of mine's got one. He's got like a first gen boxer. He got he, got, he bought it when it first came out. And he's he's like he's like this car just blew me away. He's like that's so why I bought it. And he still he still owns it mm. to this day. And um, but like just the top just the, he's like because he was driving a um an eight fifty um CI. So like which is still gold, yeah. which which he's had for years. That, that I mean that was like an expensive car. So he's like I wanted something to like put this away because the V twelve was killing me. So he went and bought mm. a boxer. And he's like. I never had to buy a car since. He's always like it's been the best car I've ever owned. He he, he loves yeah. the boxer more than more than anything. So mm. you yeah. can you can you can very much tell that Subaru and Toyota have used that boxer as the I suppose the the standard for the BRZ in eighty six. Yeah. They, they they have a very very similar feel to them. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of similarities in, in the handling and just how they perform and how they feel at lower speeds. It's yeah, it's pretty aligned. I've driven a f- uh, first gen eighty six GTS and mm. um, I loved it. I thought it was great to drive. Like you know, it was like oh the torque dip, the torque dip. But you, you don't unless you're giving it a million RPM, you're never going to really realize. Mm. Um, and but it was. I thought I thought how how well composed it was, and even on like pretty ordinary tires, it was it was very very good. Great, great car, um, and. It's funny you mentioned that because there's, there's like a YouTube channel, um, I think it's Everyday Driver. They, they've just released a, mm-hmm. a comparison for uh, the brand new 86 and you could buy for the same money, uh, like a 22, 2006 or so, you know, star. What would you, what would you take? Mm-hmm. Um, this is American money, obviously, because it's, they're worth crazy here. But, and they, and there's, they said, you know, the 86 holds its own. Uh, definitely. It feels, they feel oh, very, very similar. So in terms of the current ones, which would you go for? Boxster. Boxster all day? Yeah. Every day. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just have a weird issue with the Z4. I just, I, I struggle with convertibles. <laughs> I'm okay with convertibles when they were designed from the very beginning to be a convertible, like a Lotus Elise or, you know, a Boxster. That, that was always meant to not have a roof. And I know the Z4 is the same, but I don't know. I just always, always felt like the Z4 has always just been a bit like, uh, yeah, well, we've got to make this. It doesn't, I just, I, I don't know. It, I, it, if I'm going to have a convertible, it has to be incredibly driver-focused and a proper performance car. And I just feel that the Porsche is more of a driver-focused performance car than the Z4. What about if I throw a spanner in the works and say BMW Z4 M Coupe? That's a whole different story, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> now you're just talking crazy talk. Yeah, no, no, but okay, just just we'll keep it at Z4 and Boxster. But um, speaking about the the guy we, we mentioned earlier, he's got one of those as well. Remember that, Scotty? He was like, "Oh yeah, I got one of those." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, Scotty, what would you take? <clears throat> um, I'd probably go the Porsche Boxster. I was thinking, I just, I'm not liking the designs of BMWs of late. Yeah. Mm. I don't know where they're heading. I'm not a fan of it. Um, you know, people might be saying, oh, well, you know, how about back when they 
re-released and started bringing in the five series, you know, with the V10, M5 and stuff. What about the looks of those? It wasn't that great. But <clears throat> I don't think it's going to grow on me. Mm-hmm. These no. new style BMWs and the way they've done the grills and it's, you know, the this Z4 looks like someone's just sat and flattened it. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and they just made it wider. They just like sat on it and flattened it. I just, I don't really like the look of it. Nothing wrong with the engine. Engine, fine. That's good. You know, straight mm. six, awesome. But yeah, I just feel like the Boxster would be so much more fun because Porsche just know what they're doing when it comes to great handling drivers' cars. Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. it's a Boxster or a Carrera, whichever yeah. one, they know what they're exactly. doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think- I think you're bang on the money there. I, like it's it's funny how people always reference the Chris Bangle era BMWs. Oh, they looked horrible, but then they look look all right. I'm like, I still I reckon they I reckon they. I mean, it's subjective. David doesn't agree with me here, but <laughs> but I I reckon some of the Chris Bangle era cars look great now, um, and have aged quite mm. well. But you're right, Sweetie. The, the this new generation of BMW, like I don't know what they're trying to do. Like it's 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 all over the shop. Um, they've lost. They've lost. Okay. They lost a lot of their um. They lost a lot of the stars. Like Albert Beerman left for Hyundai and Kia and took his entire crew with him. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember the um the guy that was designing after Bengal is an Iranian guy, fantastic designer. He's no longer there. He's working for one of the Chinese car companies. And you know, he, his his era was you know the, the beautiful M2 and all that stuff. So yeah, I feel like BMW just just the run out of talent. There's there's no one there that's really leading a, a great charge at the moment. Yeah, I'm 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 with Scotty. I, I I can't cope with the look of the new ones. In fact, I, I never liked the the original Z4 either. I thought they just looked they actually weren't bankrupt design. I've just seen, but um, but they could have been, and they didn't didn't work for me at all. And a customer that I've known for many years. Uh, oh, you actually met him on um, Sundays, um, Maddie, the guy that wrote the book. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, uh, he he rang me a few weeks ago. and said, "Oh, I've got a I've got a Z4." I said. Oh really? He said, what do you mean? I said, <laughs> I've never been a fan. Never been a fan. Anyway, I go right here. He's got a 2012 um, in the most stunning metallic blue, dark metallic blue with a cream interior, and that's a um, that was called that that was a E89. So from 2009 to 2016, and that it actually it it looks stunning. I said, actually, I. I apologise. This is not the Z4 I was thinking. I presumed you were talking earlier one, uh, and it was it was a lovely, lovely car. But yeah, the new one certainly does nothing for me. They're they, they're too wide, and they look like they've been squashed flat, like a pan. Mm. Yeah, too wide, too flat, and um, yeah, I'll have a box to things with the stripes down the bottom of the doors that say Porsche, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> as we discussed earlier. We're gonna bring him back. We're gonna bring him back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm boxer as well. That was easy. That one. <laughs> it's the late noughties, early two thousands, and you're after a hot hatch, and your options are as follows: N15 Triple S Pulsar, Proton Satria GTI, Mazda SP20, Peugeot 206 GTI. Um, why is your money going, and why? Silence. I love it. I I owned a 206 GDI 180. It was an absolute dog of a car. Terrible, terrible car. So guessing not that. 
Just no, <laughs> no. I, I get I get a, a break into a cold sweat anytime I see one, <laughs> which is rare because they don't work anymore. They're crap. No. I nearly bought a Satria GTI and it just it just didn't it just didn't quite feel as resolved as I'd hoped. Or I thought so at the time. I was incredibly arrogant and thought I knew everything about cars um, and knew nothing. Um, I'm I'm going to go the SP20. I think it's a super underrated car. And, and the, tri- the Triple S was a cool thing. But SP20, I drove one of them a little while ago. And I just, I'm like, this is great. This is a really enjoyable, great little car. Yeah, SP20. Yep. Completely agree. So you'd buy SP20 then, SP20 now? Mm, yeah, even now. If I had to buy out of that, out of that group, SP20 still, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. David? I'd probably go the Pulsar. I did like the two-litre Pulsar. Mm. Great seats. Still an Aussie symbol back then, weren't they? Oh, was the Andrew mm. then 15s? Oh, I thought no, I don't. I don't the, the Triple S wasn't. I think oh, the others okay. might have been, but yeah, Triple okay, S was okay, from okay. Japan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the SR20 was Japan, Japanese. I always liked the seats in those because they reminded me of, of the bus seats that you get on. Uh, <laughs> they had, the, they had yes. the bus seat pattern. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just like riding the bus. So it was coming yeah. out, coming out from school. It just, yeah, it's you feel feel right at home in this. Um, I remember a mate of mine bought one when we were in high school, and um, it was in that nice blue they came in. Like that it was a really nice blue, and um, it it inspired me to buy the Laser SR2, which is Mazda SV20 in the same car. And it went hard. I'm like, this this thing like for for a, for a naturally aspirated you know two liter car, it went it went very well for it for its time and. Um, when you when you it's funny look out of all those cars when you speak to somebody that 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 was f- like from that era the one they always think about fondly they would you, you always get a smile like ah oh, triple s like you know like that they will always have yeah. that kind of fondness for a triple s and for me for probably back then i probably would have bought a triple s but i did like the satry gti because i'm a sucker for fender flares i think they are just yeah <laughs> that that's yeah. one concession yeah and it's got recaro seats um which 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 never really folded properly because <laughs> they didn't really fit in the car i think they were like an afterthought they'll put in a, a guy i went to uni with uh, had one and um, yeah, I could never get in the back seat of that car because he'd, he'd take us, he'd take all the boys for for a pint at, at between glasses. So we'd we go up to the pub and he'd come back and be like, crock, try to like, these yeah. guys in the back seat trying to join. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, it was it was it was fun. Um, but back then I probably would have went the triple S. Now I would probably probably go the SB twenty as well. I think actually I would yeah. go the SB twenty. Uh, Scotty. Uh, triple S all day, every day in the blue. <laughs> um, SR20 can't go wrong, there's enough aftermarket parts for it. Easily maintain it yourself, especially nowadays. Um, as we we're talking about the other day, they still race them, there's still a series there is of those pulsars racing. So, yeah, can't go wrong. Yeah, when I bought my uh, SR2. Um, and my, my mate came around. Like I had, I had two mates with with hot hatches. It was uh, my mate Anthony in the in the uh, triple S Pulsar, um, and my other mate he had a um, Astra SRI two point two, and 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 they pulled over obviously to, to to see the the latest hot hatch to to our stupid little crew. And um, they they pull over and they're like they're like oh this is, you know this has got a timing belt doesn't it? I'm like yeah they're like oh we've got chains so we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> but they just started they just started ripping into me about about timing belts every hundred thousand k's. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, mate, no worries. But as as, as long as the, the car works, I'm 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 happy. But um, yeah, uh, 
got got fond memories of of, of those of those, those those hot hatches back in the day and they and they weren't like i mean they were kind of old school hot, hot hatchery as i like to call it like big engine in a small car they weren't like turbocharged they were all naturally aspirated they, mm. um you know the, the sp20 had a 626 engine put in it you know just because it was the yeah. biggest engine they had bang in, in the car and and i, I kind of like that so um i would have went sp20 Mate, there's there's another one there that uh i, I might be slightly older that could have been included because I, I owned i had one which is the cb gsr lancer oh yeah mm. Forget about in that, the three-door hatch i yeah. had okay i had i had that car and i put uh an evo 2 front cut in the front of it um <laughs> and went through gearboxes like toast in the morning um <laughs> until i finally i bought a group n rally dog box and welded <laughs> up welded it up so it was a front wheel drive only and that thing was bonkers fast. It's um yeah yeah. That's for that's there's more stories for that car. That's for another time. But yeah, a C, a CB CB GSL answer with north of 280 kilowatts on standard brakes is terrifying. Uh, were, were your parents like like just like giving you a moment of silence as you walked out the driveway? In that car? They, yeah, they had they had no idea. They just saw a little white hatchback and didn't know didn't know yeah. any, any better. <laughs> so yeah. They're like good on him for driving a yeah, nice car. Good, good on, on him. him. Yeah, yeah. I'll never I'll never forget a uh, a drag race against a Ferrari 360 Modena and looking at the front of that car in my mirror is going, "This is a quick car." Oh, I love stories like yeah. that. It's he would have been like, I've spent all this money on a Ferrari, just got beaten by a Lancer. Well, that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have. There are so many stories about the car, but it'll take. That's a, that's a podcast in itself. We, we should do it. We should do an episode dedicated to your Lancer. How does that? Yeah. yeah, I've got some photos too. It looks, it looks great. It was, I'll send you. I'll send you. Yeah, hundred percent. Send them through. I'll be keen to see. Yeah, I will. I will. Did uh, you I just end up to, selling I'll, it or? No, yes, that's a tragic story. I did sell it to a guy, a mate of mine, and uh, like literally four days after he bought it, he tried to race a car, didn't realize there was a train level crossing coming up, oh. hit it so hard, it launched it through the air, and he, oh, took, out a, he took out a telegraph pole in the air Bloody and hell. just destroyed the car. He walked away, he was fine, but <laughs> the car wasn't, and um, oh, yeah. destroyed the car within four days. But it was... um. <laughs> It had so much torque. So imagine that's the front of the front door and that's the back of the front quarter panel. It was doing this. So <laughs> the gap was getting wider. So when it rained, the footballs <laughs> would fill up with water um, and I had to get it on like kind of put back together. It was unbelievably fast, that car. It was so <laughs> stupid. It was like less than a ton. And yeah, I was pushing 300 kilowatts. Wow. So, um, yeah. Yeah, you could talk, you'd change lanes on the freeway by just accelerating and it would just talk steer across <laughs> lanes. It's amazing. Yeah. All cool. right, well, we'll get into the quiz. So, you know, the rules 10 questions plus a couple of bonus questions thrown in there. Buzz in with your name and you can get, uh, you can go through and get the points. Question one The VS Commodore released in 1995 had an upgraded engine called the Ecotech. What did Ecotech mean? Adam. Adam. Economy and technology. Well, I'll give you point five because the, the word te- <laughs> the word technology is is in there. So I'll, I'll give you point five. Oh, okay. really? The word economy is not. That's a bit of no. a <laughs> wow. I think it meant that the people in the marketing department had a very long lunch. <laughs> Completely agree. Mm. No idea, gentlemen. 
Has it got something to do with like just better emissions or something? Yeah, I'll give you the other point five, Scotty. It was emissions and consumption optimization through technology is what it stood for. Wow. Oh, that's, it, that's not, if that's not wank, I don't know what is. Like, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's pushing, that's pushing the definition of an acronym. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bonus question. Which model came before the VS? Scott. Scott. VR. VR is absolutely correct. Correct. Question two, which car won Japanese car of the year consecutively in 88 and 89? Oh, God damn. What was it? <laughs> Talk a bit. <laughs> 88, 89. Yep. Um, Adam, Adam. Adam. Crusader? Or incorrect. Okay. David? David. It wasn't on the Prelude. It wasn't. It was a competition to the Prelude, actually. Sports Coupe. I had to remember this and I've already forgotten. <laughs> we saw it at Classic Japan, Scott. I know. We walk right past it and my mind has gone completely blank. Adam? Adam. Not a courtier? No. I wish no. it was. I like courtiers, yeah. but uh, they, were, they, they were done by then. Uh, Scotty, last chance. Nah. Nissan S13 Silvia was the. Oh, it was too. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember okay. the sticker on the back now. Yeah. Yeah. God oh, damn it. Bonus question: Which were the two letters uh, that you could spec it as? Scott. David. Scott. Oh. K and Q. K and Qs is correct. Mm. Question three: Volkswagen Italy has been in the news this week. What oh, for? David. David. Their um, um, their. Oh. It's not their Instagram handle. It's their Instagram handle, mm. correct. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it is their Instagram handle. Yeah, uh, quite unfortunate. Volkswagen Genitalia. Is yeah. A- oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so great. You <laughs> Question four. Lancia this week announced they are going to be reborn as a what type of company? Mm. A what type of company? Yes. So a... Uh, David. David. Electric. Electric only, correct, David. That is oh, correct. I thought it was going to be a rust-proofing company. <laughs> <laughs> no, they still haven't got that technology they, yet. No, they still can't yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Question five, what car am I? Originally introduced as a cheap way to get into motoring, the original version of this car was designed by Giorgetto Giugiario um, and was originally sold from 1985 through three generations all the way to its final generation in 1999. In its third generation, codenamed X3, it became Australia's third best-selling car in 96 and again in 1999 due to its low price tag and surprisingly very good reliability. Sorry, they were that good in its third and final generation that under its name, it sold over, and in third Monica, sold over 200,000 cars in Australia alone, making it the most successful imported car ever of of, of a model of one certain model of car. It featured both hatch and sedan layouts with two or four doors. These cars also have their own racing series currently. David. Oh, am I David? The uh, Hyundai XL. Hyundai XL is absolutely That's correct. Right. That's well right. They Gigario. Started, that was Gigario. The My first God. generation was, yeah. That is correct. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. Quite funny though, they uh sold over two they sold over two hundred thousand. They were number three behind Commodore and Falcon food. Like, yeah. Amazing. It's wow. incredible. They didn't know any driveway no more to pay. With free air. Uh, question six. <laughs> uh, airbags move at speeds of what in miles per hour? I'll give closest to. Cool. 
Adam. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 42. 42 miles an hour? Oh, David, I'll go 60. <laughs> David, 60? Um, I mean, they can flip people off chairs. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say like 120. You guys are miles off. It's 4,500 miles an hour. <clears throat> wow. That is how quick they can move up to. Wow. That means Scotty get wins the point, though. That means Scotty wins the point. Surprising. <laughs> I don't wow. feel like I deserve it because I'm so far away. 0.5, Scotty, because you guys were so far away. Point yeah, five. that's fair. Bonus question. How quick do they inflate? How quick do they inflate? If they, if they move up to about 4,500 miles an hour, how David, quick do they inflate? David. Depends on which airbag you're talking about because of the volume of the airbag, Matty. True, but also the ba- the basic speed, which they ha- have to be tested at because that's you know, during the impact, that's yeah, what they, re- that's what they right. recommend. So, Adam, I'm going to go like five thousandth of a second. Five thousandth of a second. <laughs> it's four thousand miles an hour. That's amazing. <laughs> Just put a thousand. There. I'll yeah. go, David. I'll go uh, a five hundredths of a second. Five hundredths of a second, is David. I'm going to say like zero point zero zero one. Zero point zero zero one. Um, I don't know how to how to judge this. <laughs> it's, uh, within forty milliseconds. Uh, so, um, is that close to more five hundredth of a millisecond? Four five hundred. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. What's the? Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd we all to, get I'd, a point for that. I'd have to. Uh, I have to do the math now. I have to find out what the conversion rate is. Is there a teacher in the house? Is there a teacher in the house? <laughs> there is, but well, there's two. But we we both are going to get it right. Yeah, I don't um, specialize in maths. I'll tell you what. You can all have a point for your your, your lackluster awesome. guess. I'll give you all a point. <laughs> um, question seven. The Nissan, the, the Nissan, the Nissan Master Craftsman, of which only five exist, built the Nissan GTR engine. What name do they have in Japanese? They've got a special name. Oh, no idea. There's only five people that build GTR engines, and they're called this. Oh, who built the engines? Okay, yes. okay. They, yeah. they build the engines for the for the obviously for the GTR. Um, they were in a like a sealed room. There's only five people that are allowed to make them. No idea. No idea. No idea. No. no idea. They are called Takumi, like as in uh, Takumi Fujiwara. Okay. Um, uh, question eight. Which Japanese manufacturer is credited as having the first mass-produced vehicle in Japan? First mass-produced vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say David. Uh, David. Is it Datsun? It is Datsun. Well done. Datsun Model 14 oh. is the exact model. Question question nine. BMW's new website shows that they have how many electric, full electric, this is, vehicles for sale currently? How many full electric vehicles uh, do they have for sale currently? David. David. Full electric? Mm-hmm. Full electric, not hybrids, just the, their full electric versions on their website currently. Uh, I'll say five. Five is incorrect. Adam? Adam. I'm going to go eight. Eight is also incorrect. Scotty? Four. Four is incorrect. It is seven. So they've got seven full electric vehicles for sale. Question 10, closest to, speaking of BMWs, the new M2, which we discussed earlier as being horrendously bad looking, um, has how much power in kilowasps? Closest to? David, I'll say 258. 
258, says David. Scott. Scott. Uh, 384. 384. Oh, and I'm going to go kilowatts. I'm going to go 301. 301. So the number is 338. So that Oof. means day. Um, uh, sorry, uh, Adam gets the chocolates there. That's right. And that is the car quiz, gentlemen. The scores are as follows. Adam, 2.5. Uh, we've got Scotty on one, two, three, four. And David's is tonight's winner on five. Well done. Oh, well wow. done. Nice. Well done. Yeah, well done. Uh, Congratulations. Gosh. Yeah, you did. <laughs> the Datsun question saved you. Son of Dad. So good. Jess, I've got I to gotta roll. But again, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. No Take worries. care. Mate, Good thanks, to see you, Adam. Thanks for coming on. And, yep, uh, nice seeing you again. Um, Done. We'll, yeah. we'll see you guys soon, yeah? We'll okay. Definitely. See ya. Yeah. Done. See you guys. Anyway, gentlemen, I think that's a podcast. That's brilliant. I thought we had, we, we talked about plenty of great things tonight on the show, I thought. We had, we had tons, of, tons of stuff to discuss. Oh, great chats. Great chats. So if, you, if anyone, if, you, if you're at a pub and you want some pub trivia, 4,500 miles an hour. Uh, for, for your airbags, that's the speed I would say. I have no idea. I was looking up interesting, interesting facts about cars, and and uh, I was like, wow, four thousand five hundred k's and uh, miles an hour. I'd like to see one try and travel a mile. Yeah, <laughs> or an hour. Travel for an hour. <laughs> uh, can you? But the one that really got me out of all these was the XL. I didn't realize that they, they of the X3, the, the final generation, they sold over 200,000 of the things just That's here in nuts, Australia. That's isn't it? That's crazy. Incredible. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't expect that. Um, well, I think I, I can't remember if I've said on the podcast before, the first XLs came out, which was 88, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. That, that we got, because they, they had, they had that, that was a second generation XL. That That's right. Great. That's right. And the, yeah, the first one, Yes, we didn't get that's right. 88. Um, I hadn't long been doing what I, I I do, fixing car interiors, and all the blue cars came in with a crack in the dashboard already. Wow. Um, and the mirror cases had all oxidized from from the, the black plastic was such poor quality that it would oxidize on the ships on the way out. So You're kidding. all the pre-delivery XLs, I would paint the mirror backs again and I would fix the crack in the dashboard in the blue blue ones. Only the blue ones for some reason cracked. The, oh, the brown oh. ones never did. But, um, yeah, so I, I can remember thinking at the time, pretty much what I think about cars from certain other countries right now, um, <laughs> thinking, wow, gosh, this is uh, not particularly good quality. No. And, um, yeah, they um, look where they're going. They've gone now. Well, put it this way, the, like the X3, like the Series, the series 3 XLs, um, they're quite a robust thing. Yeah, they'll pull poorly made, but my God, do they keep going? Like they, they, oh, they I think by the X3, I think that the improvements have been significant and were pretty much there, you know. Yeah. Um, very still quite cheap materials, mm-hmm. you know, like quite very see it's an oxymoron, but plasticky plastics, mm-hmm. you know, like really easily damaged and scratched and things like that. Um, and they just and the carpets were cheap, you know, poor quality carpets and things like that. But you know they they um they were robust they would last and and the mechanics is what you know so many people were happy with them and they just went and went and went you know yeah no my uncle still had his after like 300,000 k's he bought his new wow um, and it went from just his daily to a, then he got a job, career job so he he put the pulled the back seats down and used it as a career car yeah and he yep. was like 
best car, like best car he ever had. You need to get that from him when he when he um, when he finishes with it and restore it. Oh, I should. It's it's pretty tired. The last time I saw it, it's very tired, but it still starts and runs and drives really well. But just body wise, is just it's just falling apart. But mm. his was that green, that dark green. His was a GLX, so top of the range, Ooh, fancy, single cam, but top of the range. So with the okay. mm. yeah. All right, guys. I think it's a podcast. Uh, we'll do some plugs, Mister David Prince. Oh, well, I better plug Auto Retro, which is the podcast that Ed and I do, where we talk to people about the cars of their lives. We've got Series One up. Series two is in production still, dragging on a little bit, but it's still in production. Uh, and you can hear it on Spotify and uh, iTunes it's, and um, YouTube. You can see it. Absolutely. Great. You can you can see what we actually all look like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be blown away by me, okay? Just, just coming out there. Scotty, snitches, nothing to snitch on. Uh, uh, it's golf tips now. Golf tips, yeah. What's your, what's your car talk golf tip of the week? <clears throat> Okay, so for today, if you're stuck in the bunker, yeah. grab your sand wedge and actually twist the club to open the club face more um, and then grip it again properly. Spread your legs a little bit wider. This time you want to hit behind the ball instead of hitting on top of it and then leaving the divot in front. You want the divot underneath and behind the ball. Get a lot more height straight up, won't roll as far. Perfect to get out of bunkers. You heard it here first. That is that wow. is a. I think we should have um. Uh, so educational. So educational. That is a car talk golf tip instead of a car talk top tip. Car talk yep. golf tip with, with, with Scotty. I think that, that, that's that's not bad. Like and share our Facebook page is Car Talk with T O R Q E with Manny J. If you missed any of our previous episodes, they're all up on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasting app. So whatever RSS feed you use, we'll be on there. Uh, thanks to our current uh, patron and our patron. If you want to, if you want to be a patron. To our Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash car talk podcast and join us there. Um, that helps support the show, or you can support the show by buying some of our merch on our Teespring store. Go to teespring.com, type in car talk store, and you'll find some of our lovely merch there. If you want to know what's happening in the EV space, our boy Rizzy Ross, um, and in the new car space, he's the guy to know. Go see him at carloop.com.au or check his workout on the driven. Really good stuff there. Mm. And um, uh, the fr- a good friend of the show now, uh, Mr. Um, AK Morris, who we just had on, who we just had on his show, Redriven on YouTube, is doing great things. Uh, I think it's probably it's, it's fast becoming one of my favorite things on YouTube to watch. So definitely support him there. He he tells you, you know, black and blue, what it is if you should buy a car or not. So if you're looking at a used car, he's probably he's probably covered it. So look look it up on there, gentlemen. Honor as always, and I will see you next time. The honor is ours. See ya. Bye bye.